Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of Reforge Gaming News, and it's Star Wars Day, so we are doing tons of Star Wars news, a breakdown of everything we know about Jedi Fallen Order 2, what's going on with Star Wars Eclipse. There was an update recently about the status of that game, as well as a brand new Star Wars title with Amy Hennig and a a new company, a new development company. We're breaking it all down for you in here, probably going to be debating Star Wars. I got my Star Wars disc plates up. I got my Star Wars shirt on. Be sure to support all of the sponsors below in the description. Maybe consider becoming a member. If we hit a member goal of 600 this month, my wife has to play Elden Ring. Once we hit 1,000 members, we'll do members-only streams, and she'll, she'll be on cam, all right? So make sure you're subscribed to the channel, the bell button. Make sure you're checking your subscription feed or my channel every day. My live videos are very consistent, but sometimes I'm not showing up on that front page recommended page. So, what is going on in Star Wars? Let's do a quick update before we get into the live discussion. This is a Reforge update. Star Wars Day brings lots of Star Wars news for video games, including a ton of gaming sales on the titles that are under the banner of Star Wars. So be sure to watch the entire video if you want to find out everything that's going on within Star Wars news. If you like these quick Reforge updates, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss my uploads and check out Reforge Gaming, where I stream the discussion live. I've got news about Jedi Fallen Order 2, Star Wars Eclipse, a brand new Star Wars game under Amy Hennig, and then all of the gaming deals that are happening in celebration of May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Jedi Fallen Order 2 is apparently going to be next-gen only from Game Rant. A reliable insider comments on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2's platform suggesting it will only release on current-gen consoles and not last-gen. Some people are moving away from saying next-gen and they're saying current-gen. I try to make it extremely clear what I'm saying, so I just keep saying next-gen. But the franchise will continue with Jedi Fallen Order 2 has been essentially confirmed by EA. More from Game Rant, EA has confirmed that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was part of a new franchise, suggesting that a sequel was in the works, but fans have long believed it is coming. It is one of the situations where a sequel is not only appropriate, but called for by the fans. It's very clear at the end of Jedi Fallen Order, the first game, that there is plenty of room for another title. News should be coming this month, May of 2022. Fans can expect their first showcase of the game at the Star Wars Celebration taking place May 26th through May 29th, according to known insider and reporter Jeff Grubb. He is the one that essentially said that it's going to be next-gen only. Grubb's information is reliable, though it's always best to take any unconfirmed information with a grain of salt, and recently commented on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2's platforms. During the latest Last of the Nintendo Dogs podcast, or I'm sorry, Nintendogs, he was asked if Jedi Fallen Order 2 would be next-gen only, and Grubb is, quote, pretty sure that it is. This means Jedi Fallen Order 2 would be PC, PS5, Series X, and S, and not on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Now, I'm not compelled. I could see them doing a lower performance version if they build it in the same engine and use a lot of the same assets. They could get it to run on the old systems, but the push for next-gen only is starting to come. They really want to have that, you know, shift to the better graphics, but it is a significantly smaller consumer base, so it'll remain to be seen until they make the announcement. Now, what about Star Wars Eclipse? Star Wars Eclipse was announced with a really, really cool trailer and then was immediately sort of shrouded in controversy because of the company building it 
in the rumors coming out about that company. Comicbook.com said, A new report has claimed that the development of Star Wars Eclipse, which is the forthcoming game from developer Quantic Dream, is going in a much better direction than previously thought. What is it, what was reported prior to this, right? What, why, why are they saying this? A little over a month ago, new information about Eclipse came about, and it stated that the project was in a rough state overall, primarily because Quantic Dream was struggling to staff up for the title. Somebody apparently has leaked and said it's actually going much better than anybody thought. This is somebody with inside information. I don't know why an insider would leak such benign, not great news. I mean, it's like, hey, it's actually not that bad. So I actually think this is pretty believable. Now, what about a launch? window. The leaker claimed that a 2025 release seems more feasible based on what they have heard, while the aforementioned 2027 window is something that has been reported previously. So, 2025 at the earliest according to this leaker, but 2027 was the original launch window that people thought it was going to land in. What about the brand new Star Wars game under Amy Hennig? And who is Amy Hennig? You might be like, I, I don't know who that is. Well, you should know, and I'll tell you in a moment. TheVerge.com had this to say. Skydance New Media is working with Lucasfilm Games to make, quote, a richly cinematic action-adventure Star Wars game. Who is this company, and who is Hennig? Skydance New Media is a video game offshoot of the Skydance Movie Production Company, and it was formed in 2018 with former EA and Naughty Dog creative director Amy Hennig as its president. So, the former creative director of Naughty Dog is going to be working on a Star Wars title. That's all I need to know, okay? That I'm I, that I'm excited. Make it awesome. Um, it's great that they're putting out a ton of Star Wars games. Now, is there any info about this game? It is not yet known if this game is the same as the one that Hennig was working on before leaving EA or a totally new Star Wars endeavor. Whatever the case, this title will join an already stacked field of blockbuster Star Wars games from Ubisoft, Respawn, and Quantic Dream. What about all the sales for Star Wars Day? If you watch this on May the 4th or around May the 4th, hopefully these sales are still available. Jedi Fallen Order, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Star Wars Squadrons are all on sale right now, so check out your respective platforms if you want to snag those titles. What about the Switch? The Nintendo Switch doesn't have a lot of the newer Star Wars titles, but it does have Knights of the Old Republic, Republic Commando, Episode 1 Racer, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, and Star Wars Pinball are all on sale to celebrate Star Wars Day, and Force Unleashed just launched on the Nintendo Switch, and it is $20. Be sure to check that one out if you've never played it. The second one's not really worth playing, but the first Force Unleashed is actually a pretty great story, I think, even if you don't think the gameplay is that exciting compared to Jedi Fallen Order. It's a really, really good story in Force Unleashed. As always, if you like these quick Reforge updates, check out Reforge Gaming, where I stream the discussions live. And as always, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. And I'll see the rest of you right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, YouTube. Good to see you. Good to see you. Make sure you're switched to live chat. Make sure you are smashing the like button. Happy Star Wars Day to you. Same to you, TikTok. I swapped out the disc plates. I put on the best movie on my chest. And let's talk Star Wars. I mean, as far as Jedi Fallen Order 2 going next-gen only, Star Wars Eclipse is apparently not that bad, you know, not in that bad a shape, and then Amy Hennig is working on a new Star Wars game. Are we about to enter the era of the good Star Wars game? Like, is it about to happen? I, I don't know. Yes, and Starkiller is amazing. Amazing storyline. I mean, one of the best scenes, I think, of 
of a Vader, a Vader Jedi scene. I think one of the best scenes ever is when he shows up for the Jedi and he's like, I showed up for you, but you're hiding somebody stronger than you. Vader says, somebody, somebody here is stronger than you are. And it's this kid. It's, it's Starkiller. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was so well done. I would love that. It'd be a great series, honestly. That does not say Rogue One on your shirt, just saying. I actually would still go with Empire, because I grew up with Empire. I I mean, I love Rogue One. It's like right, it's like nipping at the heels of Empire. But yes, I would still pick Empire, primarily because, uh, again, I, I grew up with it. Um, duh, 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 duh. let's see what is everybody saying oh I didn't think to check for sales they actually do have Jedi Outcast the OG GameCube game available on the Playstation store I need to go back do you guys remember the Nintendo 64 Star Wars game where you were flying around you, you were like another Han Solo kind of a guy and your ship was kind of cool and they put the ship in one of the remasters of New Hope somewhere it's like he flies in the background yo good morning feed good to see you in the chat can't wait for PS5 KOTOR remake my favorite Star Wars game. I don't know what kind of a Star Wars poll we could do today. Um, I, I guess, but I don't want to spark the movie debate right away. Good morning, Grizzly Johnson and M. Baker and Sean. May the fourth be with you to Heavy Metal Mama. What's good, Kaganeko? And Pizza Boy says, do a kickflip. Nope, sorry, I'm good. Thank you guys for being over there on TikTok and smashing the like button. We were up to about 20 viewers at one point over there. I mean, hopefully we can start to get a little bit more momentum with this kind of content uh, over there. Good Star Wars day, Lono and chat. Yo, thank you to Shibo. Yo, Rissick with a $10 tip through Super Chat. The Empire Strikes Back is the greatest sequel of all time. Thank you for the uh, the $10 tip. Guys, we had an amazing day yesterday. We had six coffee sales and we had 11 new members. I was shooting for like six new members a day and then we'll, we'll hopefully then hit 600 members and Madam will have to play Elden Ring. So make sure if you're not a member, we are adding those membership incentives now. You can, uh, every Thursday there's an extra stream. Every Friday night there's an extra stream. Halo Infinite Custom Games, Friday the 13th, not this Friday, next Friday. Friday the 13th, the Friday night stream will be Community Game Night. Once a month we do Community Game Night, so make sure, get a membership, five bucks a month, you get all the extra content, you take part in Community Game Night, and you can help make my wife play Elden Ring. Once we hit a thousand members, she will be on cam for those streams. So a couple more likes for the first hundred likes on the video, guys. Let's get this one going for Star Wars Day. Let's try to have a scrappy day. No actual breaking news. We're just recapping a lot of the Star Wars news that we have actually ignored. We haven't really covered the stuff about Jedi Fallen Order 2 or Star Wars Eclipse or the new Amy Hennig game. So we, we kind of glided over those. We didn't feel like they would be good on their own for a show, but I think it works for a show with all of the news baked into one. That's an incredible but not surprising day. Yeah, yesterday was really, really needed. Halo was really good to us. YouTube was really good to us. Members and coffee orders were fantastic. We're, we're, we're wanting to see six coffee orders and six members a day, and we got almost double that in members, and we did get the six coffee orders. While YouTube sorts itself out and stops acting crazy, we can uh, we can really build, a, I think, something great here with membership and, and coffee. Because the coffee's not a sponsor. That's ours. That's why we push for that a little bit more. Don't forget, this is from the Star Wars collection over at 80s Tees. If you like my Empire Strikes Back shirt, uh, be sure to check out 80stees.com. Use code LONO, L-O-N-O. Use code LONO for 30% off over there. 
Uh, we are not doing a radio episode today, Jace. I have a meeting, so there will not be a stream over on Reforge Radio today. I don't. I guess I probably would have covered it. Maybe I don't know. And then tomorrow we're in the series over there, so there. I, you know, if you want to ask me about that, you'll probably have to wait until next week, and by then no one will care. <laughs> no one will care. It's not the first time somebody's done that, though. So. what game are you guys looking forward to the most right it better be a meeting on stream on radio no what game are you guys looking forward to the most Jedi Fallen Order 2 Star Wars Eclipse or the new Amy Hennig game I know we don't know anything about the Amy Hennig game but I mean the the former creative director of Naughty Dog that's gotta be good right I've not seen the new Obi-Wan trailer no no, I, I'm assuming I'm assuming that it's going to get everybody excited. I, I'm not going to watch any more trailers. Like I know I'm going to watch Obi Wan, so I don't want to see any trailers. I don't have any expectations. I don't have anything going on. Jedi Fallen Order. That could be our poll. Yeah, let's do a poll about that. Uh, which new Star Wars game are you looking forward to the most? Right, Jedi Fallen Order Two. Star Wars Eclipse, the new Amy uh, Hennig game. I'm just using her name because no one's going to know who Skydance is. People might not even know who Amy Hennig is, so I'll try and remind you guys regularly. Like, this is a former creative director, a creative director of Naughty Dog, so she's you know she's got some chops. Uh, if the, if the Amy Hennig... Yo, what's good, Suede? Haven't seen you in a while. If the Amy Hennig game is anything like the previously canceled game, I'm all in. Harry says, gotta say Fallen Order, seeing as the others are distant future at the moment. We are gonna play Jedi Fallen Order this afternoon. That'll be our second stream on gaming. I'm actually on Dathomir. We're at a good spot just to kind of play and show off the gameplay. I kind of brushed up this morning. I was like, I don't remember how to frick this game works. It is so weird compared to, like, uh, From Games. But uh, I was kind of getting back in the swing of it, so we will be doing that today. So there will be Jedi Fallen Order gameplay today on uh, on stream for you. Let's be honest, this is a bunch of Xbox fanboys aren't going to know who Naughty Dog is. Okay, Quiet Chai, that's enough. I think Eclipse will be an open world, so yes, please. So we got to pull at the top of the chat, guys. Which game are you looking forward to the most? It's probably going to be between Jedi Fallen Order and Star, uh, Star Wars Eclipse. Happy to be, uh, be back lurking work was getting in the way okay okay we had a lot of people say yesterday that i was finally back on their homepage, back on their recommended page so that was really exciting we had a massive day yesterday youtube really really treated us well it was it was a really good feeling um i was telling my wife and creature i was like i'm not encouraged just because we finally had a day with good numbers it's not that's not it at all i was like it's far bigger than that it's far bigger than that the reality is I I'm a, I was actually encouraged because of two different things. We were getting great treatment by the platform, and we were in the fourth and fifth hour of the day and still meeting new people, which traditionally that didn't happen. Even back in the day when we were doing six-hour streams and it was all Destiny, that wasn't happening. Usually you would get into the second half of the stream and nobody else was coming in because they would remove you 
from like suggest and search funnels and so I think YouTube has made it seemingly seemingly they've made some good decisions with live streams so if you're new and you're just coming in we are discussing Star Wars news basically anything we know or have recently heard about the Star Wars games coming out guys what do you think do you think Jedi Fallen Order 2 is going to be next gen only I'm not compelled. I'm really not. I'm thinking, no, there's too many people that don't have a next-gen console yet. You could use existing assets, existing engine, and you could get that game to run just fine on the old gen. Now, again, it's Star Wars, so they're going to want to do it up and make it bigger, make it better. Ships. I don't know about ship combat. I don't want ship combat, to be honest with you, but, you know, photorealistic characters and environments, right? Heavy Metal Mama over there on uh, on TikTok says Eclipse. Grizzly Johnson says I'm so out of the loop. I know nothing about any of them. Well, I'm you know I'm here to try to give you as much info as I can. Harry says I'm not a single player gamer at all. I love Jedi Fallen Order on Master difficulty, but I never got motivated enough to replay it on Grandmaster. So I'm looking forward to doing that on Fallen Order too. Harry, I did the same thing. I did I did it once and then I redid it on Master, but I never went up to Grandmaster. There was at least one fight that I'm th- I think would have been absolute misery on Grandmaster, which is at the end with Trilla. She, I think, is the greatest character in the game, by the way. I think Trilla, I think the main villain, I think she's the greatest character in the game. I actually wouldn't would love a prequel with just her, where you play as her, and you're getting stronger with the dark side, and it would end, it would sort of maybe end with the first time she faces off with him, or... I don't know. It, it, like it would end with her defeating somebody, and there being a rumor about this guy that's showing up named Cal. A five spot for Maddie Jarvis. Respawn's also working. Uh, Respawn's also working on a Star Wars FPS game. So if it's anything like Titanfall, I'm all in. Yes, yes. A Star Wars game like Titanfall would be amazing. Oh my gosh! Because especially if you can like get into walkers and stuff the way you get into a Titan, that would be amazing. Grandmaster was a very fun experience and yes Lono that fight you are talking about felt like a souls boss yo it's good Greg Brimstone I should say Grandmaster was very fun for me Grand was sick uh, Creature says Jedi Master is not the move Creature booted up the game for the, fir- <laughs> for the first time and put it on Jedi Master and had a very bad time hey our first coffee order of the day already coming in a bag of dark roast to my man Pit Viper there it is Who's going to be the next coffee order? Who's going to be the first new member of the day? Guys, so many new members yesterday. Don't forget, Friday the 13th is our community game night. Not this Friday, next. Friday the 13th, Halo Infinite Custom Games. Halo is free on, on PC and Steam. It's it's free on your Xbox. Get it installed. We're going to have a blast. Uh, and we're trying to get six new members a day. If we get to 600 members for the month, um, we're right under 500 right now. My wife has to play Elden Ring. Please help me make my wife play Elden Ring. I went straight for Master, says Harry. That's my That was my only playthrough. Yeah, I like the game so much, Harry. I definitely felt once I got near the end, I was so strong. I was like, I want to replay this on a harder difficulty. I, I've never felt that before. Jedi Fallen Order was the catalyst for me to get into From Software games. Because I loved the combat. I loved every fight feeling meaningful. That, I felt, was very enjoyable. I still think a big sister fight in the trees was the worst. Felt cheap and out of place with the rest of the game. 
I what would what did you feel was cheap about her? I don't remember. I played it recently and I remember fighting her, and I don't remember feeling like that fight was cheap. I felt like there was stuff in the Trilla fight that was really annoying, like the the thing that gets above her head that like shoots you and stuff. Some of the timing was funky. Now I'm I'm not gonna brag on myself, but I'm probably I would consider myself to be a much better player now. I'm curious if I would feel the same way about Jedi Fallen Order after playing Sekiro. Because like if you, if you beat Ishin in Sekiro, I have a feeling that you would go into a game like Fallen Order and be like, this game is a dadgum joke in comparison. You know what I mean? I'm not knocking Jedi Fallen Order. I'm just saying in difficulty comparisons. Mr. Glum with a $5 tip through YouTube Super Chat. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. May the 4th be with you. That's right. Happy Star Wars Day. Thank you, Mr. Glum. I know it's not technically new, but I'm looking forward to Knights of the Old Republic the most. We covered, was that the one we covered? What game did we cover that's getting like a ton of updates? It Was it Knights of the Old Republic? I forget which game. We covered a game that's like getting a bunch of updates and the idea being that they're essential. I felt like they were building almost like a whole new game. It, it, felt, it was an MMO. There, there's, there's Knights of the Old Republic and then there's the Old Republic and I always get them confused. It's a remake. Right, there's a remake coming to PlayStation. There's a remake slash remaster, or is it a remaster? KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic is getting a full remake, and that's Sony, is it not? Can we talk villains for Fallen Order 2? There's got to be some huge uh, to get us hype. Maybe a mall encounter, seeing as we have Death and Night Sister on the team now. Could be cool. I could see that. I could see that, Harry. Let me run this one by you. I think you're going to play interchangeably as all three characters that's what i think because i think cal is going to help seer reconnect with the force so she would have her own skill tree okay i think also the night sister really enjoyed holding the lightsaber he's going to teach her how to use the lightsaber she's going to have her own skill she's force sensitive and i think cal will get stronger as well he'll have his own kind of new things he can do and new skills and stuff I feel like you're going to play as all three personally and then I really think what they need to do I really think Cal needs to get frozen in carbonite and then let him show up in the Mandalorian <laughs> like hand Jedi Fallen Order off to Seer or the Night Sister. Cal gets frozen in carbonite so that they can you know discover him in the Mandalorian like the actors just like basically cross it over I think that would be phenomenal that's that's what I want to have happen personally there's definitely a lot more they can do with Seer and Marin progression wise oh is the Night Sisters name's Marin KOTOR the single player game is being remade as far as I know it's being done by a studio owned by THQ Nordic so I doubt it will be a Playstation exclusive says Jonas I thought for sure that the KOTOR remake was a Sony thing I've thought for sure. The Force, the Fourth, <laughs> binds the galaxy together. Yeah, it's it's International Lisp Day. May the Fourth be with you. <laughs> I can't not hear it. Like it's like it just sounds like we're lisping. It's a Spire, not Sony, but a Sony exclusive timed. Oh, it's going to be a timed exclusive, says Mo. Sony has a one-year exclusive deal. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, so I wasn't out of my mind. There is some sort of a level of Sony exclusivity. Guys, if you're just tuning in, it is Star Wars Day. We're talking Star Wars news, and we want to know what games you're looking forward to the most. There is the Jedi Fallen Order 2. There's Star Wars Eclipse. 
and there is the new Amy Henning game. Now, don't forget, there's also a Star Wars project from Ubisoft. Another known Star Wars game on the horizon is one from Ubisoft. Currently, the project doesn't have a known title, but it is in development at Ubisoft's subsidiary Massive Entertainment, which is responsible for Tom Clancy's The Division games, as well as the upcoming Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Details on the game are extremely scarce, but it will supposedly feature an open world and be story-driven. So I suppose we could have put the Ubisoft game up there on the poll as well to see what people think. Wasn't there also a rumor of a Mandalorian MMO? There is a rumor about a Mandalorian MMO, but that one was so thin, I didn't even include that in the rundown. I, that does I don't, I'm not going with that one. Mike Tyson vo, vo, voice for my ally is the fourth. <laughs> We could also see the Grand Inquisitor. We won't be able to kill him due to him dying like nine years after Fallen Order 2 and Rebels, but an encounter would be dope. Yeah, like, he could get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hate fights like that. I hate fights where they get away. My least favorite fight in Jedi Fallen Order is the bat. Because it's a really enjoyable fight. It's big, it's huge, it's tough, and then you're then it's like an arcade like then it turns into a big stupid quick time event. You have to climb and then ride his back and I'm like, what is what what is this? No, no no. It was such a good fight before that, before they took it outside. I don't know. I was very disappointed. I I really, really was enjoying that fight and then they did that to it. I thought that was a giant mistake. The huge bat uh, could have been something amazing. They just should have kept the fight in the room. I felt like it was good all by itself. If they could get Jason Isaacs to do the voice of the Inquisitor, that would be awesome, says Neffitz. Expecting any big game movie reveals today? There's already been a new trailer for Kenobi. So there's a Kenobi trailer available right now. That that show releases May 27th. Episodes 1 and 2 are landing that day. I'm, I'm very excited for that. Extremely they better get it right. If they mess that up, then we are then that the star. If they, I'm gonna say it right now, if they mess up Kenobi, then the Star Wars franchise is in trouble. It won't be able. I don't know if they'll be able to recover. I really don't. Seven, eight, nine were a dadgum garbage fire, and Mandalorian gave people hope. And Boba Fett was all over the place. It was good, but it was also kind of bad. And then you got Kenobi. You mess up Kenobi. You bring back Hayden Christensen, and you jack that show up. Then I, I'm very very concerned for the Star Wars franchise because that will be a level of sacrilege that that has not yet happened. Like, what they did with Anakin and everything in the prequels, my gosh, if they jack up Kenobi, people will be infuriated. Halo No Nice Shirt, where'd you get it? You can always use the shirt command in chat, exclamation point shirt. It will take you to the Star Wars collection over at 80s Tees. Be sure to use my code for 30% off. Lono, code Lono, L-O-N-O. If you go to adstees.com, their Star Wars collection is amazing. They also have a Marvel collection. Superman was yesterday. We had Spider-Man. I mean, anything you can think of. 80s cartoons, 80s movies. If you're just tuning in, we're talking Star Wars news. We did a rundown of Jedi Fallen Order 2 is apparently next-gen only. Star Wars Eclipse was rumored to be in bad shape, but now a new leak is coming out saying it's in much better shape, saying that we might get a 2025 release date. There's a brand new trailer for Kenobi, and there is a new Star Wars game under Skydance, I think it was Skydance, under Skydance Studios, which is a new studio, and Amy Hennig, uh, former creator of Naughty Dog, is spearheading that 
project. And if you want to know who Skydance is, I will tell you right now. Skydance New Media is a video game offshoot of the Skydance Movie Production Company. They are working with Lucasfilm to create a richly cinematic action-adventure Star Wars game. That sounds pretty dope. Do they have the Lono collection, though? No, they don't. When is the Knights of the Old Republic remake supposed to come out again? There's no date. We don't know. It's just been announced. Harry says, I really want them to remake some of the Clone Wars deleted scenes with Hayden and Ewan. That would hit differently for my emotions. Jonah says, Boba Fett had some of the cringiest fight scenes ever, along with Luke forcing someone to choose between his connections with people or training when that was a major reason Luke beat Palps. Yes, but Luke walked on the edge. Luke almost gave in to the dark side, so I think it makes sense for him to test early on. You must... It, it's its a very... It's kind of... It takes from Buddhism and Hinduism, does it not? Like, Hinduism is the is the denial and, and the, the minimization of the ego in your personality. And then, you know, Buddhism is to minimize and have the cessation of desire. And so the idea of being like, if you're going to pursue this, if you're going to pursue this path of Jedi, you have to let go of these things. I actually thought that wasn't too bad, personally. If you've never been here before, we do a show like this Monday through Friday, Video Game News. I'm a safe for work broadcaster so you can subscribe in confidence if i'm ever not on your homepage on youtube or in your recommended feed make sure and check your subscription feed and my channel because we stream every day it's a very reliable show people treat me like video game radio you need to subscribe to talk and chat but subscribing is free and we got a ton of new members yesterday we have extra content for members Every Thursday, there's an extra show. Every Friday night, there's a show with my wife. And then we do community game night once a month. That's next week on the 13th. So we don't... First new member of the day, who's going to do it? We're shooting for six a day because that'll get us to probably about 600 members by the end of the month. And then my wife has to play Elden Ring. So help me with that. (laughs) Help me with that. The entire reason for Jedi or the Jedi Order fell was that the Jedi code was faulty. Luke should have learned that it needed to change in the future well but Jonas you have to understand something the Luke that you see in Boba Fett isn't the Luke that has had that that has had happen what uh, what happened with Ben Solo hasn't happened yet he he hasn't been disillusioned yet as much as I hate the middle movie 8 is a just dadgum travesty okay it's a dadgum travesty but the Luke that you see in Boba Fett hasn't had that happen yet. He hasn't failed to reinstitute the Jedi, the Jedi Order, and a Jedi Temple. He hasn't. He hasn't had Ben Solo lose his dadgum mind yet. So Luke doesn't know that yet. Luke's applying the 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 philosophy. He's applying the ideology of the Jedi to Grogu. I thought it was perfectly fine. It makes sense in the timeline. Luke is a walking contradiction. He's supposed to be the best Jedi who didn't have fear. Then he proceeds to fear the dark side every time we see him post original trilogy. Well, no, that's and that's 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 the eighth movie's fault, Harry. The eighth movie ru- ruined Luke Skywalker. It ruined him. He's actually fine in Boba Fett. I thought he was fine. We were sick of Tatooine like three decades ago. Can we please go somewhere else? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, can we go somewhere else? Do you want to know why they like going to Tatooine? Because it just is the easiest way to have the gritty the gritty Western feel. 
Star Wars is at its best when it's a gritty western. Like, it's, it's supposed to be a gritty space western. That's when it's at its best. And in my mind, that's why they just keep going back to Tatooine. There were some great scenes in Boba Fett, with the Marshal especially. My man said, is that friendly advice or a threat? Like, that was so good. That was such a good scene. My gosh. I mean, you might think Cad Bane looked a little swollen like he got stung by a bee, but I don't know, man. I think that's why they like going back to Tatooine, because the minute they, the minute they get into, like, urbanized Star Wars cities and technology, people are like, this is me. Like, look at what looked dumb in Boba Fett. The, the stupid Vespas. The Power Rangers, you know? Disagree he was off in Boba Fett as well. Who was off in Boba Fett? What you mean? I'm really looking forward to Ahsoka next year. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> when she showed up, I love the I love the the lightsaber fight in that in that episode with that freaking spear. Golly, that's one of the best fights. I suppose if the Cyberpunk Power Ranger cast-offs are what we have to look forward to in Coruscant, then maybe we should stay on Tatooine. <laughs> uh, that's canon. Luke now... That's canon Luke now. We have to accept it. Every time we've seen him now, he's consistently fearful of the thing that is supposed to be his strength. Okay, here's why I'm okay with it, Harry. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and turn this into a positive because, I yeah, it's, it's pretty annoying. I think he's fearful of it because of the strong draw that people seem to have instantaneously to it and it almost ended him it almost ended Luke so I think he's scared of it That's that, that would be the best way to say it Luke after episode 6 should be able to see that his connection to his father is what made him succeed he refused to follow Yoda's words and saved his friends because uh, it's a strength alright I actually have always said that the future should have been yo what's good 50 cents lono talk uh hope i didn't miss too much no we've been we've been going for a little bit here i have argued that there is proof that the dark side can be balanced with the good i have argued that obi-wan kenobi overpowers and 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 and, and goes toe to toe with darth maul because he taps into the dark side Prior to Obi-Wan seething with rage and pacing like a caged animal, he and Qui-Gon were struggling against Darth Maul. He suddenly can go toe-to-toe with him. Why? Because he's angry and he taps into the dark side. You see the same thing with Luke. How does he finally overpower Darth Vader? He is seething. His face changes. He taps into the dark side. That's what I thought they were going to do with Luke. Luke was going to say, listen, this light versus dark thing is bogus. It's time for the gray Jedi, the era of the gray Jedi to, to be ushered in. And I thought he was going to usher it in with Ray. If they would have ushered it in with Ray and Ray would have been a gray and being a gray was able to overpower, um, Ben Solo able to overpower Kylo or able to overpower whoever that guy is that Kylo cut in half Snoke you know what I'm saying then they wouldn't have had to do all this Palpatine nonsense that would have that, that would have that was the way forward for Luke cause what Luke would have discovered through Ben Solo is 
we can't do this light versus dark thing because all it does is drive people to the dark and it turns them evil instead you have to be able to use both for balance else you run the risk of just tipping over into the dark side like ben solo did he ben solo would have been the catalyst for luke rejecting the light and being like no this is not the way there must be a middle there must be a middle path here because the dark just continues to pull at the the blood of the skywalker right because ben solo's got skywalker blood in him and there it is and it pulls him to the dark side vengeance with a ten dollar tip for the low price of five dollars a month you too can play with a dope joystick whenever you want as well as joining us for the member streams and remember live long and prosper okay get the frick out (laughs) thank you for the ten dollar tip and yes we haven't had our new member yet today who's going to be the first new member click that join button click the member link in the description below or exclamation point join in the youtube chat you get access to our extra content community game nights if we hit 600 members, my wife has to play Elden Ring. Please help me make my wife play Elden Ring. It, you know what I'm saying? Five bucks a month. Come on. You get extra content. You get emotes. You get increased access on our Discord. And you're going to make my wife play Elden Ring. Um, Hilly with that t-shirt. Oh, golly. What are you guys putting in the Discord? Memes? Star Wars episode, Last Jedi, Metascore, User Score. Everyone else loved Last Jedi. That's fra- That's fake news. I don't. I don't trust that. That's fake news. Go to go to Rotten Tomatoes, and that's not true. It's the biggest disparity movie of the of the three. You can be angry. Anger isn't bad. Out of control anger is bad. Right. I would have loved that. That would have been such a sweet and awesome like psychological truth to establish within the new path for the Jedi. That anger. Anger isn't wrong. Anger's not bad. It's 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 an it's a disordinate amount of anger that's bad. Even back in episodes one through three, they had Jedi like Plo Koon and Mace playing with the dark side and not blindly following the Jedi code. There are so many hints by George that the Jedi code needed to change. This isn't new. It's called Bendu, and it was established until Disney threw all the extended lore out the window. Window. Lono, care to explain the poster? Uh, that poster on your door in Discord? What poster is that? What, what, what is this? <laughs> yeah, that's fake news, man. Somebody's photoshopped that. Luke's strength in the books has always been that the force is the force and your actions, not your feelings, dictate the use of it, good or evil. Bendu is still in the lore. Bendu is in Rebels, says Harry. So Bendu's not been retconned, according to Harry. Guys, if you are enjoying the show, do me a favor. We need 40 more likes to hit 200 likes. Come on, let's celebrate Star Wars Day. Let's celebrate all the Star Wars news with some likes. Good turnout today. Thank you for being here. We want to know what you think. Which new Star Wars game are you looking forward to the most? Jedi Fallen Order 2 is winning. Then there's Star Wars Eclipse, then there's the new Emmy Henny game. I mean, it's not surprising. Jedi Fallen Order 2 is a little bit easier to visualize in your mind because you've already seen or played the first one. Bendu is still canon, says Ganks. Noble Beast says, Great Jedi, yes. Then a true balance would have been brought to the Force ultimately through Darth Vader's son teaching a whole new generation of Great Jedi. Right, the prophecy of the Skywalker lineage bringing balance to the Force. That's exactly what was supposed to happen. They, the prophecy is false it doesn't ever happen you just forgot that he's the one that the prophecy is about 
The one that'll bring balance to the force. Nope. <laughs> Which, just throw that over our shoulder. You know? Ray's a Palpatine and Luke's a curmudgeon who drinks weird blue milk. You know? I feel like there's an oversaturation of Star Wars games. Do you agree? Chat, what do you what do you think? I don't think so. There might soon be a bunch, but I don't think there's an oversaturation of uh, of Star Wars games. Uh, sorry if I'm annoying you with this. Just a few people that actually want to have this discussion. Most are just social justice warrior bad, Star Wars ruined, so kind of like this actually being on point. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, the, the, the people that got mad and called and, and acted like the people that took issue with the first movie and said that what that you know Ray was a what is a Mary Sue or whatever that was freaking dumb. That was freaking dumb. Watch A New Hope and watch Force Awaken and shut the frick up. They, 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 literally, Luke and Ray are the same. They're the same. And people want to act like a five-minute training session on the Millennium Falcon is 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 why Luke. It, it, that conversation is the dumbest conversation that I've ever had about Star Wars. There were plenty of reasons to be irritated with 7, 8, and 9. That one is dreamed up. That one is so freaking dreamed up. Luke Skywalker and Rey are the same. They are the, that's the same storyline. She's not a Mary Sue. She is not, it's so it's so dumb. It's painfully dumb. Luke is a nobody punk living in the desert. Ray is a nobody scavenger living in the desert. They're suddenly thrust into a situation where they have to leave the desert. Then they're in space. Then they realize they're attached to something greater. Then they have to fight. They miraculously survive. Then they have to use the force to fight the big bad and they miraculously do it. They're the same! Ray's not a Mary Sue. You just don't like strong female leads. <laughs> They're the same character. That's what The Force Awakens is supposed to be. It's a baton pass. It's a hat tip to New Hope to say new era of Star Wars. History is cyclical. Everything repeats itself. This is basically the same story of New Hope. J.J. Abrams is like, listen, this is really safe. This is really safe. There's nothing challenging or fearful or courageous about this movie. It's basically a New Hope with with different people in it. And then Ryan Wilson or whatever his name is comes in and is like, <laughs> you think that's going to happen? Takes a baseball bat and just knocks the whole thing down. You hate bad acting female leads? Oh, she's fine. What? Shush, 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 shush. She's fine. She is fine. There's nothing wrong with her performance. Ryan Johnson. I said Wilson. Rain Wilson. <laughs> Freaking <laughs> Dwight Schrute. Not Rain Wilson. Ryan Johnson. Ray beat Kylo with no Jedi training, though. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. She beat, she beat Kylo. Really? Really? A severely injured, out of control Kylo. And you have to ignore the fact that she was incredibly good at hand-to-hand combat. So, so she is born and grows up in a lawless place as a as what you would consider to be a pretty frail and small-framed woman, and she somehow survives. 
and she somehow keeps the keeps the villains and the bad people back how with hand-to-hand combat she whoops on anybody that crosses her she has survived in a lawless desert horrible situation and you're like yeah but kylo though what kylo what kylo is an injured angry out of control baby who you know what i'm saying He's not shown any reason that, like, oh, yeah, she'd really struggle against him hand-to-hand. No, she's probably had more hand-to-hand combat training than Kylo. Truly. There's more reason for her to be good with a hand-to-hand weapon than Kylo at that point. She's been doing it since she was old enough to probably hold a stick. And Kylo's all conflicted, and he's had Jedi training, and now he's had dark side training. Like, come on. There's no reason. There's no reason to be like, oh yeah, Kylo should be great. Like, nobody questions that Luke is like an expert pilot, and outflies, outmaneuvers, outdoes all of these trained rebel pilots. Nobody questions that. Why? Because of a couple of lines about him shooting, what, uh, womp rats or whatever the frick he says? Nobody questions that. Luke's just suddenly in a space battle with trained rebel pilots and trained empire fighters and he does just fine. No one no one no one questions that. No one's like, "Oh my gosh, how did he do that?" Oh, he has no training. You just assume he can. Why? Cuz he's the lead. He's the lead character. <laughs> That's a great photoshop, Hilly. <laughs> Uh, did you ever read the original script for episode 9? No, I didn't. They retcon Luke's skill with his dad being an amazing pod racer. They retcon Luke's skill. I don't understand that sentence. If you're just tuning in, we're debating the movies. That's always going to happen when we talk Star Wars. We're also talking Star Wars news with gaming. We need 20 more likes for 300, uh, 200 likes. Come on, come on. If you're enjoying the show and the vibe, smash that like button. We do a live show like this Monday through Friday. It's safe for work. It's fiery. It's good background noise. Because I'm safe for work, you can subscribe in confidence. If you hit subscribe, you can talk in my chat. He killed rats, though. Yeah, yeah, he killed rats. Let's go back to the heavy metal vid of Lono yelling, wait until, and add a few more Kylos, more, more to you, more! Luke is just a better written character. He doesn't live his entire life on a sand planet, and IE somehow knows how to swim. Luke is just a better written character? How does he not live his entire life on a sand planet? What do you mean? He gets dropped off as a baby. Where did he... He's never been off-world as far as we know, until he leaves with Obi-Wan and Han Solo and Chewie and all them. He's he's never been off-world. He got dropped off as a baby. Anakin was a pod racer. Humans were, weren't meant to be able to control the pods, but he was able to at eight years old. Oh, I mean, yeah, because, you know, Qui-Gon's like, you must have Jedi reflexes. Or I feel like if I dislike strong female leads, I would have noticed by now. I don't think that's it. I'm not going to try to argue into liking Force Awakens. I'm not going to try to argue you into enjoying the decisions they made in that movie. But arguing that she's a Mary Sue because she had no training is stupid. Because Luke had no training and did something that's arguably better. He blows up the Death Star. How? Because Obi-Wan's like, just reach out and do it. There's no training. He's like, turn off your targeting or whatever. He's not been trained on how to harness the force. He, he put a blast shield down 
and he and he blocked a couple of blaster shots. That's his training. That's the extent of his training. They're traveling to the Darth the Death Star by accident. Yeah, and he could shoot womp rats. Yeah, that's it. Where does it say he had no training? Did you watch the movie? Where does it show that Luke is going to be able to harness the Force the first time he tries? Where does it show that? The whole point of Star Wars A New Hope is that this unlikely orphan farm boy is the hero. That's the whole reason it's a great story, is the most unlikely person is the hero. It's not, it's not some super wealthy person. It's not somebody who's had tons of training. It's not some, you know, hardened warrior. It's some whiny farm boy. I was going to go to the Tashi station to get some power converters. He blows up the Death Star. That guy. Like, a week later, he's whining like a baby. And then a week later, he blows up the Death Star. That's what makes the story so good. That's different than lightsaber training? Yeah, blowing up an entire space station that could blow up entire worlds that was made by Darth Vader himself. Yeah, that's not the same as hand-to-hand combat. No, you're right. What Luke does is exceptionally more significant than Rey being good at hand-to-hand combat. She she was good at hand-to-hand combat and Kylo was severely injured. She grew up from the time she was little to the time she was an adult surviving in a lawless desert and the only way she survived was by defending herself with basically a stick with a stick and and she goes up against Kylo and he's really hurt and barely able to stand up straight and we're like no nah, I don't buy it I don't buy it since the time she was like six she's been you know defending herself hand to hand she can't she can't she can't wield a lightsaber no what why not i feel like a guy that could stop a blaster shot in midair is not just some doofus with a red lightsaber right but it's very clear from early on that kylo is not a refined warrior he's out of control and once he's in pain it throws him off he's unhinged he's like he he looks nuts in that scene she definitely does have some Mary Sue elements using force lightning, which is a skill a small minority of force sensitives can use without her ever seeing was possible. I'm purely talking about the Force Awakens. All that other crap that they did with her, I, I'm not I'm not going to defend any of that. That was the dumbest nonsense I've ever seen. Her being a Palpatine, her using force lightning, stupid. Brain dead stupid decisions. I'm not talking about that people that took issue with her in Force Awakens, it's like, watch A New Hope. You're saying things that are stupid. Luke Skywalker is a nobody. A whiny nobody. And he blows up the Death Star. The whole point of the movies being analogous to each other is the unlikely orphan in the desert has something mysteriously special about them. That's the mysticism of the Force. That's the mysticism of the Skywalker's, like, bloodline. That's why she should have been a Skywalker. Like, that's the whole point. So, to get all upset that, like... Ray shouldn't have been able to do that. She had no training. It's supposed to be mysterious and bizarre. It's supposed to be odd. Like, how does this nobody have this innate ability? That's what's supposed to make it interesting. 
how does Luke Skywalker hear Ben Solo's, I'm sorry, Ben Kenobi's voice and like shuts up his thing, no tracking, no training on how to fly an X-Wing and just blows up the Death Star? How? Because that's, that's it. That's what's so mysterious about it. The Force brought it about. The, the, the whole reason midichlorians are stupid is because it removes the mysticism and the mystery and the intrigue of the Force. That's actually maintained in Force Awakens because how does how does Rey suddenly figure out she can do, like, the brainwave Force power and push back on Kylo? How? Because she's special. She, she's the protagonist. Luke did the equivalent of hitting a half-court basketball shot, not take on Vader. Kylo's not equal to Vader at that point. Vader is is basically King Bad. Kylo is an out-of-control nut job that, that barely keeps it together. He just stabbed his dad. What do you like, he's not in a position to strut in the room like Vader. When Vader struts in the room, everybody's scared. He can choke you out if he wants. He can she can move the whole room if he wants. Vader is at a level that Kylo was not. Kylo is not a controlled refined finessed force yet so the fact that he's injured and she can hold her own against him is not some plot disruption of like oh my gosh I can't believe this is happening they're not Kylo is not at that level yet he's not he's throwing tantrums he's he's throwing tantrums and acting weird like to act like he should have been able to be, oh yeah, he should have wiped the floor with him. Now, if he wouldn't have been injured, if he wouldn't have been injured, I do think you'd have more of a case. Like, oh, he should have been uh, been able to handle her with the lightsaber. But he's severely injured. Can you imagine trying to sword fight with an injured leg? He doesn't have like a scratch on his face. All of the movement. Watch all of the Star Wars lightsaber fights and all the movement. Watch her and him face off in the third movie. How fast it is. How much they're spinning. Like, come on. You think they cut him a new check after the fact? Oh, James Earl Jones not being paid that much? Yeah, I don't know. He probably renegotiated after the success of the first movie. The dark side is synonymous with emotions. Kylo, whiny, Ren. I'm just telling you the plot the plot elements of having the unlikely orphan from the desert hero that does things that seem impossible that rises to the occasion in a mysterious way that's the whole point that's why Luke is interesting as a character it's why Rey should have been interesting as a character but they ruined her in the second and third movie the, the, the lightsaber calls out to her what is going on why does she have innate abilities what is happening who is this person I guarantee you if she'd have been a dude nobody would say this nobody would say this because Luke's innate abilities his first time stretch out with your feelings and he's like dish, 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 dish. and we're like oh cool th- th- that's training Obi-Wan saying stretch out with your feelings that's that's it that was some rigorous training from obi-wan he puts a blindfold on him and and says a platitude wow he basically got jedi temple treatment no he didn't that's that's why it's such a good story it's mysterious it's seemingly inexplicable it's like who is this guy he's it's the chosen it's the chosen one element 
It's like there's something special about this person. They, there's something in them that's giving them, you know, the, the free pass. He just killed his dad. He's been struggling with his identity the whole movie. Was shot by a bowcaster, which, by the way, throws people 15 yards when they get shot by it. And he isn't trying to kill her. Yeah, that's another point. Isn't he holding back in the fight? Isn't he conflicted? He wants her to join him, right? I've not seen the movie in an age. And the planet's breaking apart, ends the fight. It's not like she wins. Yeah, she doesn't, like, chop his hand off and stand over him like, Are you not entertained? No, she she, she didn't quote-unquote win. She just held her own. She didn't die. And again, somebody who grew up keeping herself alive by way of hand-to-hand combat, I think would be able to hold her own against somebody who was pulling his punches. She was poorly written. I'd have to rewatch it to see if I feel like she was poorly written. I wasn't bothered by the writing for her in the first movie. I thought she was fine. I thought it was exactly what you needed. She was confused, she was passionate, she was strong, and yet afraid. She was a good mixture of what would have been a great Skywalker, right? She, she, she didn't quite understand her place in the world. She was alone. She was haunted by her past. Like, she, and her fear of, like, she wanted to go back. You know, like, I thought, I actually thought she was good as a character. She was gonna be a good Skywalker. And then, I don't know what the frick they did. They... You're you're a nobody. You're just you're the daughter of junk traders. What the f- hand-to-hand combat's different than lightsaber training, I would think. Yeah, but you got to analyze the fight and what Kylo's doing. Is Kylo using the Force and like Force grabbing her? Is he throwing the lightsaber? Is he doing any flurries and whirls? No, it's just basically a sword fight. Hmm. <clears throat> I'm trying to read what everybody's saying. Too bad she turned out to not be a Skywalker. Yeah. In Rise of Skywalker, Kylo completely destroys Rey when they fight, but he chooses not to kill her and holds back. It's very clear. And he was... Yeah, I, I just... I don't think he was going at her full bore, and everyone's like, oh, I can't believe she survived, or this is such just so dumb, she's a Mary Sue. If you, when you say no one would care if she were a male, that's an issue with the writing. When you write a character and her being a woman is irrelevant, it's a bad character. It is relevant in life. Okay, so was Luke, was Luke written well? Did they make Luke being a, a man relevant? I don't, that, that's not true. They didn't make, they didn't make the fact that Han Solo was a man relevant to his character. Where do they, where do they make, where do they make Luke being a man or Han Solo being a man relevant to their character? Where is that mentioned? Not until Empire do we really establish that, like, Han Solo is a bit of a... a, a, Well, he kind of mentions it in New Hope, but it doesn't really have anything to do with his character. It's a part of him being a scoundrel. It's a part of him being a smuggler. Being a guy like her and a guy like me, like, that's the extent of it in, in A New Hope. It's relevant that both of those are men. How? You can't just say it's true. You have to say how. I, how? What? What's written in A New Hope other than that one line? What, what, what that's relevant to them being men which which a woman could say that too 
if she thought Leia was was hot, right? Oh, you think a girl like that and a girl like me could be together? That has nothing to do with him being a man. You weren't just in my recommended today. I normally play music before you start, and your stream auto-played after my music. Well, there you go. Guys, can we, man, can we get 200 likes on the video before we hit the, the, the one-hour mark? Three more likes, real quick on the vid. Three more likes. Even that line could be reversed and have the same meaning. I don't find I don't find that to be true. That they have to make the person's gender relevant to the character. That's that that when does that happen? When does that happen with anybody in the movies? Eight pissed away the potential with all the new characters. Seven was fine. Eight was such a train wreck, it ruined everyone's arc. Yeah, if you watch seven in a vacuum, it's like this movie's totally fine. It's not amazing, but it's fine. It's very safe. It's very it's there's nothing courageous about it at all. It's just really safe, lots of fan service. Okay, whatever. You're trying to you know, reinvigorate Star Wars fans and get new Star Wars fans. Based on this argument, I'm taking away my like, boo. There's a difference between me saying Zubair, it's a great movie with flawless writing, and me saying she's not a Mary Sue. Like, I I think both can be true. The movie can have not so great writing. I'm not saying it's a 10 out of 10 movie. I thought it was very safe. It wasn't that amazing. It It was safe. It was fine. It was acceptable. But that doesn't mean she's a Mary Sue. It is relevant that Luke and Han are men because they act like men. Oh, here we go. If you recast the role as a woman who had all the same lines and activities, it would be silly. Really. Luke's a man. A, a whiny, a whiny, complainy man. That's what men act like. Really. Okay. He's a whiny, immature, zero-confidence boy is what he is. That's what makes the story so interesting. I hope the next movie, somebody finds the Jedi Crystals of Infinity, time travels back to Rogue One's finale, and rescues all those characters. That's the movie. (laughs) Rogue One is fantastic. Empire is my favorite, because I grew up with the originals, but Rogue One is right up there with it, man. Rogue One's fantastic. I actually changed my bit a bit, uh, mind a bit on Last Jedi. There are terrible parts, but I love the idea of tearing the Jedi down. And after the last movie, it became clear that that was what they needed. There was such a better way to tell that story, though, soldier. I think Luke could have been like, listen, the way of the Jedi is flawed. There's a better path forward. There is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But it's like what they actually ended up doing in order to achieve like the end of the Jedi, I found to be incredibly stupid. I thought it was very dumb. Distorted says, I feel like nothing about Rey's role in any of the movies was specific to her gender. She could have been swapped out for a dude and it would make no difference. They did focus on, they did focus on her, they did not focus on her being a woman, unless I'm I'm remembering wrong. The only time where I felt like they did kind of like a, like a, it wasn't in your face, but it was kind of a cringy, like woman power moment, is where she keeps telling Finn to not hold her hand. They're like, here's the cliche trope in the movie where the man grabs the woman's hand and, you know, 
runs to safety and rescues this damsel and they're very clearly being like she's not a damsel like she doesn't need your help she's fine the whole stop holding my hand thing it seemed like okay why this guy was apparently brainwashed to be a stormtrooper but that's what he's gonna do he, he's gonna grab her hand and try and run to safety like this is a freaking Disney movie what what that I will give you was stupid. It was like they were clearly letting us know, hey, just so everybody knows, Ray is tough. <laughs> she doesn't need a man to save her. It felt forced. I didn't need that. I knew she was tough. She's flipping that stick around and smacking people in the face. She's holding her own. She's she's not to be trifled with. Nobody messes with her. She clearly is like, she's clearly tough. You don't need that. You don't need that whole... It is a Disney movie. I know. <laughs> I know, but you know what I mean. Like a, a Disney princess. She's not a Disney princess who's getting her hand held and run through the forest like, save me, you know. They could have easily switched Luke and Leia's roles, have Luke as the prince and Leia as the hero. Yeah, I don't think that anything, I don't think it would have changed anything. I'm going to go back and pretend nothing but the original trilogy exists. That's my happy place. You kids get off my lawn. <laughs> In the prequels, Padme is powerful, but no one complains. Her character is not just a woman pasted onto a character written as a male. But that's not what Rey is. It isn't. Like, they very clearly show an emotional and more sensitive side to Rey as compared to Luke. When Luke is like, Uncle Owen, Aunt Beru, or I can't believe he's gone. The way he expresses his sadness is different. It's mingled with with despair, but also mingled with I I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. It's like it's despair and it's hopeless. Ray has like this emotional attachment to where she is from because she wants her family to come back for her. There is there is definitely a more it's subtle, but there is a more feminine side to her than Luke like actually shedding tears and crying and having an emotional connection to where she's from and her family. You never see that with Luke. How much emotion does Luke show when Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru get burned alive? He like hangs his head and he's like, there's nothing for me here now. That's it. That's that's his shift and his turn. And the same thing happens when Obi-Wan dies. He's like, what am I going to do now? He's sort of selfish. He's like, it's all about him, right? Again, I think that that tracks with his character. He's kind of whiny. He's kind of self-interested. Ray is not. Ray is not just sort of like this this masculine presence in the movie. No, she's tough. She's brave. She can fight, but she also shows way more emotion than Luke. To be fair, Padme is a terrible character who falls in love with some douchey little boy when Obi Wan Kenobi is right there in front of you. <laughs> I also haven't seen the movies with Ray, so I'm not necessarily criticizing those movies per se. I'm more criticizing the critique that they are just scared of powerful women or whatever. I'm telling you, if you swap Ray out and put a dude in, nobody would question it. If, you know, Larry Skywalker walks out and starts running around doing all the stuff she was doing, it would just be accepted. That this 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 mysterious specialness would just be accepted. They left the wrong baby on Tatooine. Hot take. 
Oh, brother. Distorted says, I feel like all the female main characters in Star Wars are always portrayed as strong and able to handle themselves, even others. Yes, look at Leia. I, th- I think that's such a great point. Look at Leia in, in, in all three movies. Look at her. She's literally in charge of what's going on. She, she's in charge. She's like telling people what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. Look at her in Empire. She's got all these dudes around her and she's like, and she like raises her hand. She's like, you're off. Get out of here. Whatever she says. I don't know how she says it. She's basically in charge of what's going on. She's, she's like second in command of everything happening on, on Hoth. And then, and then look at her, look at her in Jedi. They, they they don't they don't even try to make it like oh there's a strong feminine no she's just in the movie and she does stuff that's all it is if nobody would question Ray as a man that leads me to wonder if the character is poorly written to be a woman also women just beating up men is kind of silly unless they have magic or a gun what did you type that sentence and mean it a woman just beating up women just beating up men is kind of silly unless they have magic or a gun do you want to get in the ring with an MMA fighter or a UFC fighter who's trained do, do you want to go toe to toe with somebody who is who is an expert in hand to hand combat from the time they were an infant I wouldn't if, 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 I, if I walked into some village and there was a woman in her 20s who clearly was skilled with a staff I'm not going to be like, I'll go beat her with my manness. No, she's going to bust my teeth out. What do you mean? What? She, she is clearly, she's clearly gifted in hand-to-hand combat. It does her being a woman has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Just walk in some town, right? But does she beat up random dudes or dudes who are also fighters? I don't know. I mean, Kylo, again, Kylo is not just like some expert fighter. He's been severely injured. He's clearly out of control. He's not emotionally stable. He literally just killed his dad. He killed his dad. (laughs) And minutes later, he's injured, limping, bleeding, and he fights somebody who is good at hand-to-hand combat. And he, she doesn't win, and he doesn't win. They both just survive. And it's pretty apparent he's, like, holding back in the fight. So it's like, she doesn't go into a room and say, Hey, you, Master Jedi Sensei, I'm gonna fight you. And she wins. And there was like, girl power. That doesn't happen. Sure, if she would have walked in a room and she goes toe-to-toe with, like, Darth Vader or some crazy strong, like Darth Maul or something, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. That was a little stupid. That was so far-fetched. Like, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon had trouble with Darth Maul. Okay? These guys are trained. That's not what happens. People overstate what happens with with, with Rey so much. It's such, it's so overstated. I'm not even saying it's well-written or a great movie. I think it's a good movie. It's just, it's an acceptable Star Wars movie to restart the franchise. I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to sit here and fanboy. And then 8 and 9 are terrible. 
Women are always portrayed as strong or capable or in positions of power in all the Star Wars movies, even the old ones. They're mechanics, they're bounty hunters, Jedi masters, senators, leaders of nations. Yeah, it's not that that is 100% true. They don't they're not these frail save me, you know, damsel in distress women. That's not like a new thing that they're ham-fisting into Star Wars. We got strong women. What are you, what are you talking about? In in Jedi the, the, the person in charge of the one meeting, it's a woman. She's like, this is what's happening. Many Bothans died to bring us this information. She's clearly some high-ranking, very important person. So is Leia. It's not abnormal at all. They didn't ham-fist that into 7, 8, and 9. That's just... Go watch Star Trek for frick's sake. Star Trek came out in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, and they were doing the same thing. They were doing the same thing in those shows. Dr. Crusher constantly using her rank to tell people what to do. She's strong, she's brave, and she's got her Hippocratic Oath, and she's awesome, right? And then you got Counselor Troy. In the first season of Star Trek The Next Generation, you've got the, the head of security is a tough woman. This isn't a new concept back then. This isn't a new concept. Like, you're shoving this in our movies and making us have to watch strong women. No. No. In 1987, the head of security was a tough, like, punch-you-in-the-face woman in the next generation. That's what That's what these these movies were not, were not doing that. They weren't just, oh, back then it was men were men and women were women. No. They were all very interchangeable in roles like that. The critique isn't I hate women. I don't think critique is I hate women. I think as long as they're not the protagonist. Yeah, Tasha Yar. If they're the lead, it's like Tasha Yar beating up men was stupid too. Why is that stupid? She's trained in fighting. There are scenes where she proves she is a trained fighter. What are you what are you talking about? And she doesn't always win, by the way. She gets her clock cleaned in a couple episodes. She's not running around. She's, yeah, Ripley, Sarah Connor. This is not a new concept. That that, that, that has nothing to do with The Force Awakens. If you have criticisms of The Force Awakens, it has nothing to do with Rey or being a Mary Sue. Yo, what's good, Night Fury? Luke is a clone? That's not true. <laughs> Seamus is going all out trying to find the dumbest thing to say. Yeah, I don't understand. You're arguing against your own point? I'm arguing against my own point, Zubair? Tashiar was not a skinny person either, so she can hold her own against some of, uh, if not most. Homie, you would underestimate a lot of UFC fighters too. If like I know, I know this isn't what you're saying, Gritter, but if you purely base it off of size, yo, thanks for sending me an A plus uh, knife, Fury. I appreciate that. You are arguing against your own point. How am I arguing against my own point? You got to spell that out. No one cares that she's a woman. It's how they treated the established characters. Now poorly, Ray was written. Yeah, I'll side with you on that. What was his name? Oh, I, I get his I get his name wrong all the time. Is it is it yeah, Chris Gore, who said it was malpractice that Luke, Han, and Leia are don't have any kind of a reunion. If we accept all these strong women, how can our criticism of Ray be based on gender? 
Because there's a distinct difference between Rey being the lead character doing phenomenal things and Luke being the lead character and doing phenomenal things. And the only difference between them is one is a woman. Like, Leia wasn't center stage. Luke was. These, these These strong women in Star Trek, these strong women in Star Wars, they were never center stage. They were a character in the show. Sarah Connor and Ripley... So all the people criticizing Ray as a, all the people calling Mary Sue also like Sarah Connor and Ripley, you're making a presumption that every person that has an issue with Ray being a Mary Sue also then equally loves Ripley and loves Sarah Connor. You're making a false assumption to make your point. That's 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 not even on the table. Number one, those are movies that were that were not primarily rooted in an existing universe. People are stepping into an existing universe and criticizing Rey's abilities according to the rules within the Star Wars universe, and they use that to claim she's a Mary Sue, which is ludicrous because, again, if you go back and watch A New Hope, Luke does very similar, if not more significant things. She survives a lightsaber fight. Luke blows up the Death Star. They both have no training. They're both insignificant orphans from desert planets. They're nothing. They're nobodies. Poorly written? That's subjective. If you want to say she's poorly written, fine. I'm pushing back on the idea that she's a Mary Sue. That has nothing to do with if you think Ripley is great or that Sarah Connor's great. That is, that's superfluous in the discussion. You're making the false assumption that to call her a Mary Sue means they magically now hate strong women. I didn't... S- No, I never said it's because you hate strong women. I'm saying a common thread in criticism surrounding this is when there's a strong female lead, people tap out. They're like, no. Case in point, there was four, I think four, maybe more. There was four different strong female lead crime dramas that they tried to do and they all failed. I think it's because generally speaking, audiences don't like it. It feels forced. It feels cliche. I guarantee you some of those shows went way over the top and they really oversold it, overbaked it, poorly wrote it, which may be why some people look at Ray and they're like, I could totally accept her being strong and awesome, but you wrote her like crap, right? If that's your argument, then I don't care. If your argument is subjective and you're like, I think they wrote her poorly and therefore her character's not believable. That's not the same as people being like, she had no training. Do you see the difference? There's a distinct difference between people being like, Ray can't do those things without training. Well, then why could Luke? You keep saying if she was a man, we wouldn't have an issue. Yeah, anybody who thinks she's a Mary Sue, if she was a dude, you wouldn't care. Because she doesn't do anything any different than Luke. Rey was not a Mary Sue in Force Awakens, but she became one in The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. J.J. Abrams should have never left and did 8-9. Well, that wasn't up to J.J. Abrams. He didn't leave. That was a decision made. That wasn't his decision. They decided to have three different directors. Do you believe she's a Mary Sue in 8-9? I don't think the problem is her being a Mary Sue. I don't think that goes deep enough. The problems with 8 and 9 is that they're just god-awful movies. 8 especially. 8 basically ruins the entire trilogy. It's a torpedo in the side of the boat. Ray would have wiped the floor with Luke at the same point in their training, and given enough time, Babu Frick would have taken them all down. 
I'll tell okay, so Mary Sue is a type of fictional character, usually a young woman, who was portrayed as unrealistically free of weaknesses. Originating in fan fiction, a Mary Sue is often an author's idealized self-insertion. Mary Sue's stories are often written by adolescent authors. So the idea that they have this unrealistically, like they're they're free of weakness. What? Ray gets Ray messes up so much stuff in the first movie. She's crying. She wants to go back. She's scared. She's she has no idea what she's doing. She's aimless. She's 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 like she's not void of weakness. She survives a lightsaber fight on from an injured guy who's holding back. Like I said before, I feel like if I had a problem with strong women, I would have noticed at this point. Well, Zubair, you not liking Ray isn't what I'm taking issue with. I'm taking issue with people calling her a Mary Sue. You're free to not like her. You're free to not like how she's written and be like, I don't have a problem with strong women. Ripley was awesome. Sarah Connor was awesome. I don't have an issue with strong women in movies. It's not that. You're a deeper thinker than most of the people I've interacted with about this. Most of the people I interact with this about this are like, she can't be tough. She can't fight without training. And it's like, what the frick is that going by the actual definition almost no characters labeled Mary Sue actually count as one isn't the argument a bit silly regarding Ray and Ben's first fight the force gives them abilities let's just break out the abacus and compares Ray metachlorians to Ben <laughs> who's calling her Mary Sue again oh it happens all the time when this comes up people I've this is the first time I've ever had anybody be like Ray is just poorly written. Almost every time this debate comes up, people say she has no training. She shouldn't have been able to survive the fight against Kylo. She shouldn't have been able to use the force against Kylo. That's what everybody always says. She has no tra- she had no training. And I'm like, I'm I'm sorry. What training did Luke have? The other part people associate with Mary Sue is that everything works out for them and their mistakes end up not mattering or being beneficial to the situation. Yeah, but like, what ends up letting her get away with Finn is pure happenstance, right? Like the fact that Luke and Han and everybody get away from the Death Star. It's like, it's pure happenstance that they're able to like run around. That that space station's enormous and they somehow manage to like just run around the hallways and find the Millennium Falcon and then they let them leave. Leia, Leia knows. Leia's the only smart one in the dadgum ship. She's like, they let us go. Yep. <laughs> Tracking this ship. Not this ship, sister. Like Han Solo thinks they're good to go. Would you say shooting a target with an eight force powers is easier than hand to hand with an eight force powers? Though I think all the handicaps Kylo has was the writing's attempts to explain it. Happenstance creates the Mary Sue. but but again look at Luke there's so much happenstance surrounding Luke and you're forgetting that the force brings about what it wants to have happen that's part of the lore you think that you you look at everything that happens with Luke and you don't think the force is is a massive part of dictating what goes on gets in and out of the Death Star no problem flies flies an X-wing with no training 
turns off the targeting system, blows up the Death Star. All these things just line up for him. They just, it all just works out for him. But that's 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 why I think it's silly. It's like the entire movies are based on the mysteriousness of this person. Who is Luke Skywalker? You're you you you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be watching Ray and thinking, "This is it. This is the person. This is the mysterious person. All these weird things are going to happen to them." A lightsaber calls out to her. She just happens to be on a planet where the Millennium Falcon is. That's that's part of it. You're giving the Force intention now. I'm out. What are you talking about? That's established in the movies. That's that's not a that's not a new thing. Like if you listen, if you listen to Yoda's force speech. Yoda's force speech. Let me see if I can find it. Part of the mysterious, part of the mysterious nature of the force is that it brings things about that's firmly established in the movies in the cartoons in the lore that's not a new thing it's no accident all of these examples are women smith and ferraro also threw around terms like mary sue and marty sue when they corresponded with editors editors of other zines but male fill-in characters it seemed could be brave and handsome and smart without reproach Characters like Superman were placeholders for the writers too, Smith points out, but those were boys. It's okay for men to have placeholder characters that were incredibly able. That's Yeah, that's discussing origins of the term. I'd have to dr- I'd have to watch again to be able to make sure more detailed points, and I'd ra- but I'd rather drink a glass of Madame Rose. Everyone, arguing if Ray and Luke are similar in 4 and 7, me, an intellectual who doesn't love either of them... <laughs> <clears throat> Qui-Gon says it as well in his meeting with Anakin yeah they firmly establish in the movies that the force brings things about I think the force is a free ticket narrative device so they can have whatever they want happen and justify it well the force wanted it and give it no real rules I think there is a distinct and clear, measurable pattern in the movies that the Force, even in Mando it happens, the Force is mysteriously making things take place and orchestrating things. I need to find that his... his uh, da, 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 where does he say the Force thing? No, 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 no. I, I, just, want the, I just want Yoda's Force speech. Scripts from Yoda's scene. Life creates it, makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, and this crude matter. You must feel the force around you, here between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere, even between this land and this ship. I thought he said more than that. Maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe I'm remembering Qui-Gon's. Again, this is one of those things about the force that the midichlorian thing ruined. I felt like the movies always firmly established that the Force was this mysterious thing 
I agree on your description of the force. It orchestrates events. Yes, and they don't go into black and white terminology about it. It's mysterious. That's why midichlorians were so stupid. You took something mysterious, something seemingly inexplicable that we don't quite understand how it works. We can harness its power. It's all around us, seemingly making things happen and guiding events, right? And and yet, we, we, we don't, we're not quite sure how it works. That's why there's prophecies, right? I mean, come on. The Force is plot armor like time travel. What do you want them to do? Go back and scrap everything and rewrite it? The Force is literal plot armor that causes the protagonists within the movies, hence the first time we see stormtroopers slaughter rebels in the very opening scene, yet afterwards they can't hit them. Right. Yeah, the Stormtrooper thing. I don't know. Luke's training from Tatooine was just dropping the visor on a helmet and deflecting the training droid. Not really training him. More like an introduction. Yeah, that was like orientation. Like, can you touch the Force? I mean, you see what I'm saying? They, they do that in the Wheel of Time. They want to see, can you even touch the power? Can you even touch the Source? And they have this girl, like, hold a crystal. And she makes it glow by focusing on it. Okay. No one would watch that scene and be like, oh, she's trained. Yeah, she's ready to be an Aes Sedai. No, you just figured out she can touch the Force. She can touch the Source or the True Source or the One Source or whatever it's called. I forget what it's called now. Like, Obi-Wan's training is basically like, can you even reach out and touch the Force? That's the real question. And Obi-Wan's probably taking it slow. Why? It's Anakin's son. (laughs) You have Anakin's son in front of you. And you're like, I better take it slow with this guy. He'll blow this ship up if I'm not careful. You know, he'll stub his toe and we'll all be dead. The Force, the One Ring, whatever Morpheus believes in, in the original Matrix movies, Fate in the Terminator movies, certain things want it to happen. Yeah, that's a common theme in movies like this. A mysterious guiding force that that seems to make things happen. You know, like Harry Potter, the Chosen One. The one, the one to basically be the antithesis to the to the evil. Luke looks out in episode four. Luke loses to Vader in episode five. Luke needs help from his father to kill Palpatine in episode six. This is really well written hero's journey, a golden standard on how to write a good character. Yeah, I, I'm not. I can't defend Ray after the first movie. I'm not going to. I cannot defend Ray after episode seven. It's not freaking possible. Having uh, Han saying to Finn, that's not how the Force works, was pretty great to me, seeing how Han was the one that started out not believing in it. Yeah, that's not how the Force works. Only Imperial Stormtroopers are so precise. (laughs) Agree about midichlorians. Also, a nine-year-old with innate Jedi reflexes enough to pilot a pod racer that no human can is more of a Mary Sue. Yeah, Anakin's more of a Mary Sue than Rey. But again, that's the point. Do you know what I'm saying? That's the whole point of the Jedi element. It's like, also new sub, thank you. That's what I don't get about people being so upset about Rey. I'm like, I don't understand. That's a massive plot element in these movies that the Force seemingly just kind of makes things happen in the way that they're meant to happen. 
It doesn't it doesn't feel to me like they treated Ray any differently than the other characters. You think it's like think about the way Anakin's discovered. Think about the way the droids find Luke. It's just ridiculous. C3PO and R2D2 just happen to land on Tatooine and they just happen to land on the right side of the planet that they're in a region that they'll run into Luke Skywalker, right? So the the Empire runs down the ship with Leia on it and Leia as the plans for the Death Star just happens to be right next to Tatooine. And C-3PO and R2-D2 walk through a hallway, don't get shot. I always say, we got to C-3PO this. You just have to run across an open area and hope you don't get shot, right? All of that! It just happened to get kidnapped by the Jawas and just happened to be for sale for for Luke to buy them. To then be close enough to find Obi-Wan so that Obi-Wan runs into Anakin's son. It's, are you, you want to talk about happenstance? New Hope is literally built on happenstance. Or, or is that the whole element of what makes Star Wars great? Is there's just this mysterious, unexplained force that can be tapped into and it guides us, it, it, it binds us, it surrounds us, it's in all these different things. It can be reached out to and touched and used. And Han Solo is like, it's just a hokey religion, man. I'd rather have a blaster at my side. Like I said earlier, Skywalker in our vernacular English translates to Deux Ex Machina. (laughs) How would you feel if one of the game studios picked up Star Wars Galaxies and updated the graphics and add more story? I mean, if you're tuning in for Star Wars news with game leaks and stuff, we're asking you at the top of the chat. The poll's not doing too well, so make sure and vote in the poll. Um, we had a strong start today. Maybe we shouldn't have gotten off on the movie tangents. It's almost impossible anytime we talk Star Wars. But are you looking forward to Jedi Fallen Order 2, Star Wars Eclipse, or the new Amy Hennig game? Uh, Jedi Fallen Order 2 is also rumored to be next-gen only. What do you think about that? Will that hurt the game? Uh, we, Oops, we are pushing for... We are pushing for 600 members, and we haven't gotten the new member yet today. We had a great day yesterday with membership, so consider pressing the join button or typing exclamation point join in the chat. That's a great way to support what I do. We do not run advertisements during the live stream unless I literally step away and go upstairs. So if you want to support the channel and be a part of the extra content that we do on Thursday afternoons and Friday nights, uh, next week, Friday night, the 13th is Community Game Night. That's a once-a-month thing for members. Um, and if we get 600 members mo- uh, in this month, right now we're under 500, uh, my wife has to play Elden Ring. So we're trying to get about six members a day. If you've never joined a member on uh, membership on YouTube, subscribing is totally free. So, so hit subscribe if you want to talk in the chat. We do a live interactive talk show like this Monday through Friday. It is safe for work. Um, and that a lot of people turn me on in the background like video game radio. So if you've never been here before, be sure to do that and uh, consider becoming a member. My wife just walked in the room. (laughs) Yeah, I was saying if we hit 600 members, you have to play Elden Ring. Please help me make my wife play Elden Ring. She's in the room right now. So can we, she says it's going to be a piece of cake. She thinks Elden Ring is going to be a piece of cake. Please, can I get 
six members right now get us close to the goal right we're real early in the month let's hit 500 members then let's hit 600 and make her play Elden Ring (laughs) she said if you want to make me play a child's game Uh, Gritter says that was organic storytelling because if you watch episodes 1 through 3 first and then 4 episode 4 does not foreshadow who the droids will run into loving the discussion Star Wars talks feel like a nice warm blanket happy May 4th yeah happy May 4th happy Star Wars day Leia was specifically going there to get the message to Obi-Wan. The droids ended up there because of that. Is it ever established that she knows Obi-Wan is on Tatooine? She's on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. Is it ever established that she knows where Obi-Wan is? She knows that Obi-Wan is on... She might know because her dad might have told her. Okay, I guess that's not crazy happenstance, but the fact that the droids get away, use the drop pod, and land in the right place to get kidnapped by the job, everything else is intact with what I said. You could certainly extrapolate that she got information from her dad about the location of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And the message is, you know, you fought with my father in the Clone Wars. How to become a member? I subscribed, is that it? No, there's a join button, or you can type exclamation point join in the chat and then click that link that pops up. Becoming a member is $5 a month. You, you get your name is green in chat, you get a badge, you get to use special emotes in the chat, and then when I do members-only content, you get to watch it. Dark Roast is a Mary Sue. It does everything right. Alderaan. You know that, like, they say Alderaan, right? Like, nobody says nobody says it the same way. Just like nobody says Millennium Falcon and Millennium Falcon equally. Like, they all say different ones. It's said in numerous different ways in the movies. It's not purely always said Alderaan. She says, she says I'm on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. Doesn't she? Somebody says Alderaan in the movie. I'm fairly certain. Yeah, people say at at. Okay, well then how do you pronounce ATST? We say atst. Which one should we take? The at at or the atst? No! You who what? You would say ATST. At at. <laughs> what? <laughs> at at. Well how do you say ATST then? At stat? Yeah, Han. Han, Han, Hun. <laughs> yeah, Han and Han. They say Han and Han for Han Solo. Get out of here. Yeah, Lando says Han. <laughs> you funny Americans speak funny. Leia and Leah. Yeah, Princess Leah. Princess Leah. Princess Leia. Yeah, come on. I literally get spasms when people say at-at. Yeah, what, there's no reason to call it an at-at. Yeah, Leia, Carrie. <laughs> In the originals, yeah, Luke says, Carrie! There it is, first new member of the day. Thank you, Ani. Let's get some more. Let's get some more members. Let's get a member train going. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. Enjoy access to the extra content Thursday afternoons, Friday nights. 
community game nights, all those things. If you guys, even if you don't play Halo Infinite, get Halo Infinite installed through Steam or on your Xbox, man. It's, yeah, no one says C3PO. They say C3PO. In Rogue One, in Rogue One, the one fighter says at at instead of at at. I'm sure people would say at at. I'm not saying that that that's you can't say that, but when people correct you for saying at at, I'm like, well, then how would you say atst? There's actually more interaction with atsts anyway. There's like there's like a scene with a couple of atats. There's an entire lengthy take them down, use one of them battle with the ATSTs in Jedi. 3PO? Oh, people do say, no. They say 3PO. Yeah, but 3PO is still you saying the number 3, the letter P, the letter O. No one says 3PO. People say 3PO. You're saying the letters and the numbers. At Sat, at Saint, at (laughs) Steve. I call them chicken walkers. (laughs) Sir. Yes. Your your new order of ATSTs is ready. Don't you mean chicken walkers? Prepare my chicken walker for battle. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Like run out of the room. (laughs) He wants his chicken walker. (laughs) A ten eighty TI. A TI-35 calculator? No, no, TI-83. Weren't those the calculators you needed in high school? TI-83s? Ham Solo. My son pieced it together very early on that Abraham Lincoln, calling him Abe Lincoln, he on his own called him Ham Lincoln, which I thought was hilarious. It's actually pretty logical as well. He's like, well, you just grab a part of their name and call him that. Abraham Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. No, Ham Lincoln. Yo, Tom Schmidt coming in. Second new member. Look at that. We got a train going. We got members at the top of the chat. Keep it going. We need six a day. That's two. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Guys, don't forget about the coffee. That's also not a sponsor and supports us directly. We've had one coffee order for the day. Let's get a couple more as well. One of the execs said tie in reference to a tie card. It was weird. That's a smart kid. Yeah, Ham Lincoln. He is un, he's he's got it. He has an actual very good sense of humor. He's very creative at a very young age. I remember when he said chugga 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 and he said um poop poop. I thought that was hysterical. It's like he pieced it together that chugga 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 choo choo and he said poop poop. I thought it was phenomenal. No one talks about how dumb the design of those things is when everything in the universe has thrusters. Why didn't they? Yeah, Billy Buttcrack. Yeah, that's another one for my son. Yeah, Billy Buttcrack. I'm Billy Buttcrack. He said that and I was like, that's my boy. (laughs) I regret I have but one membership to give, says Zubair. Poop Poop. I've been summoned, says Poopsack. Instead of coincidence to complain about bad writing, use serendipity. It means a beneficial coincidence. It sounds fancier. That's your vocab word of the day. I've sa- I say serendipity or serendipitous periodically. I just, to me, here's here's what I saw. So if you don't like if you don't like Ray, I don't want you sitting here making like oh Lono thinks I don't like strong women. Like okay, 
I wasn't trying to be presumptive in assuming that everybody that doesn't like Ray is some fragile masculinity dude who thinks like a woman can't be tough. Well, that's not the world I live in. Okay, step into the fighting ring with one then. Okay, so my issue was commonly when I was met with criticisms of Ray, there was a rejection of the serendipitous nature of her existence and abilities while just accepting it from Luke. They both have very, very similar trajectories. And I commonly felt in the disagreements that the primary issue was that the fact that she's a woman. There was serendipitous, there was uncanny ability, there was inexplicable luck for both of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that to me is is a part of the mystery. That's what made Seven the best of the three movies because it was reinstituting this idea of the space western with the mysterious protagonist who just is in the right place at the right time and has uncanny abilities. That's exactly what happens with Luke. Like, it's the same idea. It's mysterious. It's cool. That's why I thought Seven is the best. It's like, well, this is a good starter place. This is actually a good movie. Eight and nine are bad. It's not even Nine's fault. Nine's like, can we, you know, can we put Humpty Dumpty back together again? I don't like her because she's British. My issue, my issue with Ray is the same I have with Luke, and in part Anakin. The plot armor for an individual, the entire chosen one plot, I take issue with. I'm actually totally fine with people getting old, not old, people getting tired with and feeling like it's just so old. The whole chosen one thing, it's just so cliche at this point. You're the chosen one. And then some guy's like, I am? And then he doesn't understand why he like, he picks up a broomstick and just starts, you know, wielding it around. He's like, I guess I am the chosen one. And then that's the movie, you know? What side of the force are you, says Uncle Brada? The dark side just walked in. It's not cliche when you kind of pioneered it. I mean, there were chosen one stories before that, though. You know what I mean? There were Chosen One stories. Luke's like the original Chosen One movie-wise. Oh, movie-wise, yeah. Book-wise, there's that. That's it's been done before. Can I just say that young Anakin and older Anakin profile is two are two different characters. Young Anakin is definitely a Gary Sue. Oh, to that level of success? <laughs> you mean Jesus? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, the idea that one, of course, of course, because if you think about it, just the idea of a superhero is is built around the idea that one person is the one with all the power who will save us all, like Superman. You know what I mean? Like, the idea of a superhero is built on that idea. You could probably, all, yeah, you could probably trace it back to religious writings. That there is one all-powerful person that's going to save us. You could, you could go back to all these old religious texts that do that, which inspires essentially, you know, yeah, medieval heroes like King Arthur and stuff, sure. Which then spawns and inspires, you know, stories like The Lord of the Rings, which then spawns and inspires a whole fantasy world where there's one person with mysterious power who rises to the occasion. You know, Martin the Warrior in Redwall series. You know, uh, the Wingfeather Saga. You've got these kids that are, like, actually way more important than they realize. You know, it's, it's a very, very common trope in stories, you know. 
DC characters are like a pantheon of gods. The Marvel heroes are a bunch of dudes with superpowers and personal issues. <laughs> I don't view Frodo as the chosen one or Aragorn. Well, that's because Tolkien is a better writer than just to deal with in very unidimensional characters. That's what makes The Lord of the Rings so good because Tolkien did not create unidimensional characters. They're not they're not types. They don't fit. Aragorn doesn't want to be the chosen one. And 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 Frodo struggles to be a chosen one. Without Sam there is no victory, right? They they he's Tolkien that's what made Tolkien such a good writer was that he created story arcs that were more true to people and true to real life. No one is always heroic, always loyal, always great, always amazing. Sam is probably the purest characters in the in, in the purest character in the story. He's the most un, incorrupted, un, incorruptible character in the movie, in the uh, in the stories, especially in the movies. I don't know in the books. There might be there might be elements, but I think Samwise is the most incorruptible one of the bunch. He's the most of it. He's the most like of an archetype. The movie Aragorn doesn't want it. The book Aragorn is very different. 90% of the time I sit down to watch a DC movie or show, the whole thing feels like a broken flute playing the Titanic theme. <laughs> That's right. Frodo without his gardener would have never made it to Mordor. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, ultimately, that no, there's never going to be agreement on the Star Wars movies. I, I don't think. Especially once you leave the prequels. As soon as you leave the prequels, it gets into super spicy debate. Like... There are people that think the prequels are good. I don't understand these people. There are people that think seven is bad, eight's great, and nine is bad. Like they hate like somehow eight's an amazing movie and the other two aren't, which is the most just backwards thing I've ever heard of. Like I can say Empire is the greatest Star Wars movie and be like, well, a new hope is also good, and Jedi's great until the Ewoks show up. Can we talk about how bad the Grand Inquisitor looks in Kenobi? Mike Boom clearly in the shot and all. <laughs> What's the new Star Wars news? What's good, Sax Boy? We coming over the fact that Jedi Fallen Order Two is rumored to be um, next gen only. There's a new Kenobi trailer. There is a new Star Wars game being made by Amy uh, Hennig, who is the former creative de- director at Naughty Dog. Star Wars Eclipse is apparently doing better. Originally, it was reported that Star Wars Eclipse was in big, big trouble, and apparently it's actually doing better than most people uh, have thought. Uh, and that's from like an inside source, which is not really a, that's not really a rumor that worth spreading, so I, I, I think that one's actually pretty trustworthy. And we have a poll at the top of the chat. Which new Star Wars game are you looking forward to? There's also the KOTOR remake. It's got a one-year um, exclusivity deal with Sony. Are you looking forward to that? I understand your position on Ray. I just disagree. I mean, I, I like if you. I, I think you're totally fine to not like her or to think she's written poorly. But to use the elements in her story to say, well, that makes her a Mary Sue, and to be like, but you don't apply that same reasoning to Luke, I find that to be an inconsistent position, which means I think it's less legitimate. Taking issue with the writing or the pacing or the storytelling is fine. Uh, Using elements of her story to conclude she's a Mary Sue when she is almost a one-to-one to Luke Skywalker, that's where I'm like, no, I jump off the train tracks. That's not a consistent position. 
you don't apply the same rigidity to Luke. $10 from Mr. Glum. A 10 spot through YouTube Super Chat. Thank you for the tip. Frickmas is supposed to bring balance to the roast, not destroy it. It only shows up around the holidays. <laughs> Me over here loving Star Wars in general, despite all the flaws. You know what? It's I wonder what it is, Sven. I'm that way with the Marvel, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a new Marvel show. I'll watch it and love it. Loki, Wanda, Falcon Winter Soldier. Like, I don't freaking care. And I wonder if it's because I was not like diehard Marvel growing up. I would get comics and think they were cool and try and draw the characters. Like, the diehard Marvel fans are sometimes seemingly the ones that are, you know, more critical of the movies and the shows and stuff. And with Star Wars, it was an event in the home when my dad got out the Star Wars movie. It was an event, so I'm more visceral and more critical about it. Every element of Ray's story isn't one-to-one. It's like 3-2. And over the course of the movie, it adds up and leaves me feeling like it's off. I just, I feel like what they, <clears throat> and this this could, this might not have been JJ's intentions, but it feels like they wanted her to be, they wanted there to be this weirdness about her, this mystery, and the second movie was supposed to pick that up and explain it. Yo, what's good, Justy Stevens? You're more critical of Marvel because you weren't attached. Moon Knight was great. Yeah, we've not watched it yet. I just love Star Wars. My wedding was even Star Wars themed. Sven says, I grew up with Star Wars too, but yeah, I read a lot of the Marvel comics growing up, so I'm much more critical of the MCU. I still love Star Wars, even though I felt like episode 7 through 9 was crap. Yeah, I just don't like them. I can't, I can't enjoy them. I can't enjoy them. I can't get over the the stupidity and the bad decisions. If the first movie was two movies, I probably wouldn't have felt the same. Oh, like the thematic shift, you mean? Like, do you think it just shifts too sharp in the second half? Like, she goes from being like, who the frick is she, to being like, oh, she's, uh, yeah, she can do four stuff. And, you know what I mean? My wife and I had the I love you and I know signs on our chairs at our wedding. Oh, that's great. Luke was the chosen one, but never delivered like I thought he would. I was always waiting for him to be that chosen one, but never did. There should be no women in movies. They just they should just sort of be alluded to. Did I ignore you for too long, Seamus? And you're just putting stupid bait in the chat now? The only movie that's tolerable of the sequels is episode 7. The other two I can't stand. That's where I am. I've always said, 7's fine. It's a fine movie. Like a solid 7.5. It gets the job done. And then 8 comes in and destroys everything. And 9 is just, what the huh? They do everything they can to put it back together again, and they I think they ultimately fail. The MCU is just straight up... The MCEU is just straight up weird. They have literally 30 plus movies and shows and almost zero stinkers. It's impossible, but it happened. Um... Like, if she stood toe-to-toe with Kylo at the end of the second film, it would have felt to me like enough time to get there. I need to rewatch it, Zubair, because I'm telling you, I feel like... She doesn't go toe-to-toe because she's equal to Kylo. She goes toe-to-toe because he's injured and is holding back. Like, I don't... Like, I think people are so reductionist about it. 
She didn't strut his to his training room and challenge him after he had just like upgraded in in lightsaber skill. He's holding back. Like I think those elements can't be ignored. We were laughing at 8 and 9 in the theaters. Both movies were comically bad. I really want to rewatch it and crit- and, and and analyze it critically cuz I don't think she goes toe to toe with him. She narrowly survives. He's injured and is holding back. He tells her, you need to teach her, let me help you. Yeah, he's doing the thing that Darth does to Luke. Like, I'm letting you survive. I'm trying to mess with you. Come to my side. I I, I think people false, 100% falsely summarize that fight as she won and shouldn't have. He lets her live. I, I'll say it right now. If Kylo wanted her dead, she'd have been dead. If, if he wanted her dead, she'd have been dead. He could have dropped a tree on her. He could have been like, I'm going to stab you, wham, and just dropped a tree on her head. The dude was incredibly strong in the Force. We don't know what his lightsaber skill was because, again, his leg was injured. But I think you have to watch it and be like, the dude is injured and is holding back. He wants her to... He's doing the mind game thing. You, you know... It's doing... Obi-Wan has taught you well. Yo, Darth could have chopped Luke into ribbons in front of the Emperor. But there's something else going on. I feel like in A New Hope, if Luke went into a fight with Kylo, he'd get chopped up, even if Kylo was hurt. Yeah, because there's no evidence that Luke can really do hand-to-hand. Although, although... We have no evidence that Luke knows how to how to handle himself in hand-to-hand combat. He touches a lightsaber once and he's able to wield it in a defensive way almost innately. Almost innately, he's a, he's able to to wield it against the against the drone. There's something innate about it. I'm not saying that that would mean he could go toe-to-toe with Kylo, but she doesn't go toe-to-toe with Kylo. I don't think she does. She survives a fight against somebody who's injured and is holding back. It's like rewatching, it's like rewatching the 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 Man of Steel fight with Zod. Superman's holding back. Superman could have flown over to Zod and went like that and snapped his neck and it'd have been the end of the fight and and Kal-El doesn't do it. So you have a fight. He's holding back the whole time and it destroy, you know, it tears the city apart. And again, forces plot armor in all these situations. Which is why if you accept it in A New Hope, you have to, you, like, you have to accept it in... You have to accept it in uh, Force Awakens. It's, a, it's the same plot element. Yeah, their first sight, Kylo was hit with Chewie's bolt from his crossbow, was out there in the snow hitting himself to psych himself up. Dude was an OG. It's like rewatching Lono's new bat uh, new Batman struggle against an Instagram influence, right, Eugene? What? Yeah, he got cast. He got cast in Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sven. I think we have different assessments of the character's relative strength. 
I'm just going to drink this dark roast and say we should switch to something less controversial, like religion. (laughs) The first time I watched The Last Jedi, I thought it was awesome. Second time I watched it, I thought it was one of the worst. I don't know what to think of the movie. Doomslayer, you know what's funny is I watched The Last Jedi and thought, Okay, that was okay. I was really disappointed in Luke, but I thought it wasn't too bad. Then I watched a review of the movie, and I was like, oh my gosh, that movie is just terrible. And I rewatched it, and I just saw everything. I was like, yeah, I can't like this now. It was like, as soon as I thought about the movie, as soon as one reviewer made me think about the movie, I couldn't defend it. It was like, if it was a good movie, I would have been able to defend it. Like, that guy's review wouldn't have persuaded me. I would have been like, no, no, this or that or the other. I would have pushed back. I couldn't. I literally was like, no, this movie is absolute trash. I was just seeing... Well, it's not really about whether the plot point makes sense. It's using the story in what matters. Darth Vader was iconic because it took a trilogy to tell the story. Ray did it first movie. What are you talking about? Luke, Luke destroys the Death Star in the first movie. What are you talking about? Y'all, what's good, Ginger? It's not that it's wrong. It's that the plot of defeating Kylo Ren is done in one movie. She doesn't defeat him, though. See, that's the problem. Everybody that raises this criticism says something that isn't true. She doesn't defeat Kylo. Your position is literally rooted in something that is false. She doesn't defeat him. She survives, and he's holding back. Like, does Luke survive against Darth Vader in Empire? No! He narrowly survives and loses his hand in the process. Darth's holding back. Obi-Wan has taught you well. He's trying to win him over to his side. It's the dark side psychological element. They don't just go in and go, zip, 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 you're dead. They're like, this person's incredibly powerful. I should get them on my side. You'd make a great apprentice. Wait. Like, Luke doesn't beat Darth Vader in Empire. He narrowly survives. Rey doesn't beat Kylo. She survives. And again, he's holding back. Why does he hold back? Because he's trying to convince her. You need a teacher. Let me train you. Come with me. He's trying to get her on his side. He wants an apprentice. I'm shorthanding defeat for YouTube chat. Vader wasn't given any vulnerability until the third movie. Kylo isn't... Kylo was done in the first movie. How is Kylo... Okay. There's... It's a different way of telling the story, Brutal. Darth Vader is established as the big bad in New Hope. Kylo's not the big bad in Force Awakens. You got that wrong. He's not the big bad. He's working for the big bad. He's some kid that, that is that is strong and is being wielded like a weapon. He's being manipulated and used. 
That's not happening with Darth Vader. You don't really get a glimpse at the fact that like, wait, there's a bigger bad than Darth Vader. There's the Emperor. But Darth is established as the big bad. And then we we slowly find out, oh, there's somebody else. But with Kylo, it's like, Kylo is established as the big bad, and then you very quickly realize, oh no, this guy's super unstable. He's throwing tantrums. He's nuts. He is extremely volatile. I'm on the same side, same side as Seamus and Brutal. Maybe I do have a problem with women. <laughs> You have to ignore so many things that the movie itself outlines for you. So my question is, why do you ignore all the setup in the movie? Darth Vader even told Luke to join his side so they could overthrow the Emperor and rule the galaxy as father and son. Anakin doesn't beat Dooku in their first fight. He barely survives and he loses his hand in the process. Wait a second. Yeah, but Dooku, Dooku is not trying to convince him to come to his side. He's, if Twitter was a human, Kylo was beaten in the first movie. Injured or not, he was beaten. Kylo is set up as the new Vader, stopping a literal bla- a literal laser blast. Right, but they his character isn't beaten. No. They're approaching it different. So instead of having this faceless, mysterious bad guy, they went for a more human bad guy. Kylo is far more humanized than Vader. Vader is more machine than man. Like, he's basically this faceless, super ominous baddie, okay? Kylo's not that. Kylo's throwing tantrums. Kylo's being torn apart. Kylo kills his own dad. Kylo gets shot with a freaking crossbow blast that usually knocks people back. Kylo's in a completely different arc than Vader. He is meant to be the new bad guy, but... He's not there yet, and they again, they have a far more human element to his character. Now, you can say that's good or bad as a plot device, like Darth Vader is more ominous because he's mysterious and we don't really know even what he is. We don't really quite understand. Is it armor? What is that? And then Kylo, we know, oh, that's a, that's a, that's a young, sniveling dude under that helmet. Doesn't all that rage and pain make the Sith stronger? It can, but I think it also makes them lose control, and when they lose control, that's when they're most vulnerable, I think. Like, I don't think we have to say that, like, oh, he's Vader in 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 Force Awakens. He's supposed to be the new Vader, but we get a glimpse in the fact that, like, oh, this guy is just all over the place. He's, he's supposed to be Rey's antithesis. They both have raw strength. Kylo has raw strength. Stopping a blaster bolt clearly really really strong with the force but he's 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 being torn at from the inside he says it to his dad i agree the setup is different and that's why i think it landed so flat he's set up to be vader then the rugs pulled out from underneath the audience hoodwinking us by introducing this whole character is a constant struggle see but here's the thing this is something that marvel is criticized for that all the bad guys are just big bads who want total domination and power. There's nothing winsome or interesting about them. There's nothing human about them. I think that's what makes Kylo... Literally, Adam Driver puts those movies on his back and carries them. Eight and nine, he carries them. Adam Driver is fantastic. He's a phenomenal actor. He actually makes the villain interesting. 
that's an interesting villain one that's human one that's flawed one that's jacked up and like I'm being torn between these two worlds here he's phenomenal he carries the second and third movie on his back amidst all the nonsense that they did he's wonderful I he's Hayden Christensen all over again a phenomenal actor putting crap movies and hopefully it doesn't ruin his career like it did Hayden a wonderful actor thrown into just a pit of, a pit of nonsense what the frick are you guys doing Vader hunted down Jedi for two deca- decades if he wanted Luke dead he would have instantly killed him as soon as they met in the Empire Strikes Back yeah you just choked him out you're dead Kylo could have killed Rey on sight oh what's up oh yeah that's a nice lightsaber alright let me get mine out alright you ready boom and just not just crushes her with a tree kylo spins a lightsaber turns it on and kills snoke i mean he's strong who's the comedian that makes jokes about adam driver the way lona makes jokes about moa oh i've never seen that bit i don't think he's supposed to be the new vader he wanted to be vader but he was just a conflicted pawn yes you're supposed to see kylo as the potential break in the dark side because he's being torn apart he's being used he's being manipulated there's still good in him right there's this chance that's that's one element of the second movie that they get right is that ray's gonna try to convince him oh john oliver yeah what they did with snoke was just so dumb i agree Remind me of the connection between Rey and Kylo. The connection between Luke and Vader is clear, father and son. I think the connection between Rey and Kylo is that they have a ton of raw strength and they are from the Skywalker lineage. That's their connection. Until until Ryan Johnson walks in the room and screws everything up, that was the plan. They were basically like Luke and Leia to a certain degree connected in some mysterious way she was supposed to be a Skywalker Han recognizes her for frick's sake it's oh I'm I'm so mad if I if, I, if I've never wanted to punch a movie and like cause physical harm to a movie I want to punch the eighth movie so much they clearly were setting that up they are they are the Skywalker bloodline and that could have brought balance to the force he is the antithesis of Rey raw power being used for the dark side she's got raw power but there's something innately good about her and she's on the other end she's going to take the light path they, they, they totally they completely jacked it up the actual trajectory of the Star Wars universe is ruined in the eighth movie. It's it's worse. It's worse than just a bad movie. It takes the entire trajectory of the Skywalker bloodline and all the prophecies, and it just takes a big fat steaming dump on it. It's not just some minuscule throwaway line. You're not just subverting the expectations of the audience. You ruined everything that built up to that point Anakin all the way to Kylo is supposed to be this big giant trajectory and arc of the force being brought to balance and you're like yeah but I want to be creative and subvert the, subvert the expectations of the audience 
You took everything in the lore, every movie, every cartoon up to that point, and he ruined it. That movie is more than a bad movie. It's a destruction of Star Wars as a mysterious lore world. I'll overlook midichlorians. I'll overlook episodes 1, 2, and 3 being corny AF. I'll overlook it. I will. Ryan Johnson walked in the room and ruined Star Wars. Absolutely ruined it. She was meant to be a Skywalker. And 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 we and we know that Kylo is cuz he's, he's Leia's son. So freaking dumb. It's so aggravating. You, the, the people that defend that movie, the people that defend that movie, I'm like, you have no idea what you are defending. It is a torpedo in the side of the Star Wars universe. Just destroyed everything that could have been the culmination of Anakin to now, the prophecy, the Skywalker bloodline. It's a Skywalker saga. He didn't ruin it. He wrote that knowing it was the second movie in a trilogy. No, he ruined it. What he did to Luke and what he did to Rey, he 100% ruined the entire trajectory. A seven movie trajectory. He just he just dumped on all of it. You will never convince me otherwise. It's there is an entire storyline, mysterious prophecy at play and he wrecks it all. Was there a kiss of Kylo and Rey? If so, the incest kiss was not one of this time around. No, there was no romantic kiss, I don't think. But in the end, maybe. I don't remember. When he was dying, did she kiss him? At that point, she's a Palpatine, so it wouldn't matter. <clears throat> you could make the argument that the Chosen One prophecy is about Anakin taking over from the Father in the Mortis realm to becoming the living God of the Force. That's what we get from the Clone Wars. I mean, I... But but again, but again, if you watch episode seven, you you simply cannot convince me. You cannot convince me that they did not have plans to usher in the new and potentially final era, the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. It was meant to be concluded, and it was going to be concluded with a Kylo and a Ray sort of light side, dark side tension through three movies that would have come to fruition and balance in the third and final movie because she would have learned how to be a gray Jedi from Luke and she would have won Kylo over in the end and they'd have overthrown Snoke in the third movie together and bam balance to the force no more dark side no more Sith this is the way forward and that could have spawned a whole new generation of movies stories and shows the era of the gray Jedis like that would have been phenomenal but instead we get Luke drinking weird milk being a grumpy dum-dum and and whatever the frick that lightsaber fight is and we kill Snoke off right away because I guess he doesn't matter and yeah it doesn't matter that we were you know laying ground to a mysterious backstory for Rey's origins you're the daughter of junk traders just absolute malpractice of the storyline I will say I wish they went with the extended universe and made Kylo and Rey siblings or cousins. Either one would have worked. She could have been Luke's son. Luke, I'm sorry, she could have been Luke's daughter because Luke could have seen that the only way forward was to hide her and keep her away from him because he would have he would have wanted the trainer. 
Like they, they could have done that. As soon as as soon as he realized he could have had like a secret family to keep them safe because he knew the risks of like having attachments as a Jedi, could have had a secret family. And when everything started turning sour with Kylo, he could have taken her, dropped her off, and went into hiding on his own. What if I missed? Hamill crapping on 8 was telling. Yeah, it's this long... You have to think about the significance of getting Mark Hamill to come back and play Luke Skywalker. That was so significant. The most iconic science fiction... Well, it's not really science fiction. We've, we've established that when we talked about it over there on radio the other day. It's more like... Sci, it's, like it's like a sci, It's like a space western, but still. Luke Skywalker is like... Obviously, Darth Vader is the most iconic character from the franchise, but Luke Skywalker is the iconic good guy from movies. And, and, and you bring him back, and that's what you do with the character. It was just reprehensible. There's no excuse for it. I don't care what kind of creative, dumb backflips you want to do to defend it. What they did to Luke Skywalker is absolutely reprehensible. And thank God for John Favreau, because they redeemed his character in, in Mando and Boba Fett. Seriously, John Favreau is like, all right, what the heck are y'all doing over there? I'm going to reach into this universe and rescue it from the pits of hell. I'm a little ignorant to the Star Wars story. I thought they were romantically involved. Who? Who is romantically involved? I mean, Leia kisses Luke in Empire, but they don't know their brother and sister. Yeah, and Dave Filoni. Yeah. John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Thank frick for them. All the backflips I thought was a Darth Maul movie. No love for Filoni. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just, I always go to Favreau because I like Favreau. Being a Jedi means not having a family. If you're not a Jedi but good with the Force, that makes you a sinner, a.k.a. the Sith. Huh? Favreau needs to be given more credit for what he's done with the franchise. Star Wars has a future because of Favreau and Filoni. Like, Star Wars actually has a future because of those guys. Because you can you can now actually make shows and movies in a, in a universe that's sensible and, and tied together and not freaking stupid. He started the MCU and revived Star Wars. The purpose is to destroy Luke as your idea of a hero. I think you have to step out of the Star Wars world and their timeline. No, no, that's zero. That is zero respect for the art, the story and everything he was working on. He stands on the shoulders of a, of a giant, of a titan in the industry. Star Wars is a massive, massive thing. It is a, it is a, it is a titan of movie, of movie and cinema that the movie and cinema world. And you're going to stand on the shoulders of the story and be like, I'm going to ruin everything. That's no, that's utter garbage. I'm serious. I I've I've never before thought of it in that way. 
8-Bit Dad says, I think they were supposed to be siblings. He says with emotion, what girl? Like he innately knew who the girl was. He, Han recognized her, man. Come on. I thought Rey and Kylo were romantic. No, they weren't. That's a similar art problem I have with Kylo. Kylo was established as an unbeatable force at the beginning of the movie, and he ends up being able to be defeated with two movies left in the trilogy. Right, but that's more interesting in my opinion. It's far more interesting to have the big bad not be all-powerful and be a little bit flawed and have weaknesses. That's more interesting than just, there he is, the unstoppable force. How are we going to beat him? I don't know. It's one of the tropes in Star Trek, right? Star Trek The Next Generation. They got 45 minutes to solve something, and it's like, literally everyone on the on the ship's gonna die and it's gonna explode what are we gonna do it's this daunting unstoppable force oh my gosh and they end up figuring it out star trek's a great show in spite of that but that's because that's formulaic right formulaic tv shows tend to do that and it's pretty formulaic to be like here's the big bad the big space station in the sky what are we gonna do and then they miraculously blow it up we got to do the thing, get the thing, and blow up the thing at the end. Like that cliche. Here's here's the big bad. He's super strong. No one can stand up to him. Nobody can go toe-to-toe. Except one will rise. A hero. On their own. On their own path. In a world where one man and one woman will fight. <clears throat> I watched the post-trilogy with some gaming friends. I was disappointed each and every time. They do not have respect for the art and story or you. They view it as a way to manipulate society. Who's they? And you, you that's what you think was going on? You think he was like, well, I just did Knives Out. That was a great movie. I want to manipulate society with episode eight. That's what you think was going on? He, wor- he worships at the Church of Manipulation Society 101. I've been watching Deep Space Nine again, and I'm getting to the point where I'm annoyed the characters are surprised by the insane things that happen. Like, y'all get mind-controlled every other episode. Why don't you consider my control? (laughs) Like, I can't believe it. (laughs) Knives Out was after. Yeah, I don't know the timeline. I don't know the timeline. Yeah, he's just, like, petting his cat. Next time, Gadget. I love the videos that sum Mando up as, Hello. I need this from you. Okay, can you do this task for me? Action sequence. Mana goes paid and Grogu eats something at the end. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It's very much a video game, Harry. <laughs> He's always on a quest and they're like, all right, I'll help you out. But you need to help me out. <laughs> and then he goes and he does it and he gets the thing and he levels up and he gets new things for his kit. Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen that. And you know what? I don't care. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's fine. Oh my God, time travel. We've time traveled three times this week. Why is this a surprise? <laughs> it's so true, man. It's straight up old Western show formula. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. It's just fetch quest grinding and he gets to upgrade and get more stuff and more friends and allies. I totally don't care. <laughs> I love that in Ghost of Tsushima, it's like everybody I ran into, they were like, you know, you're going to help me do this thing and then I'll help you. 
<clears throat> I was saying this last week. Mando's the perfect setup for a video game. Yeah. He's always on a quest. He's always got somewhere to go. New environment, new biome, new baddie to fight. And when he's done, he ends up with something new for his outfit or new weapon to use. I watch those shows with my dad. It's the same formula. The Mandalorian's truly an action RPG. Yeah. Now I need to rewatch Mandalorian with gaming in mind. Yeah, watch it. Because people are like, oh, it's just a monster of the week show or whatever the frick. I, I, I got annoyed with that because I'm like, I see what I see what they were saying, but I felt like it was just like such a simplistic, like the irony was it was a simplistic and reductionist critique. You're trying to claim the show is reductionist and it's just monster of the week. And yet your critique is reductionist. It wasn't very thoughtful. <clears throat> there was more going on in every episode than just monster of the week. Each season of Mando is the that time before doing the last story mission where you have to go around and recruit everyone from all the areas to help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's time to go fight the boss, but you might want to go talk to everybody and all these optional quests show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Mando. (laughs) Each episode is a level. Do it like Shadows of the Empire. It'd be sweet single-player linear action-adventure RPG. The formula is attractive because it represents trials and people overcoming them, thus growing as a person and being. Yes, formulaic shows work when there's a meta-narrative with the characters. That That's always what pulls me in. Like, I don't get pulled into a show until there's a meta-narrative. I need to care about the characters beyond, like, yay! There was a thing that was gonna be bad, and they stopped the thing... That's all. I'm so glad they beat the thing. It's like that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter if you're if the characters aren't, you know, interesting. And they're doing a really really good job of that in the next generation. They really dig down on that once they add Whoopi Goldberg to the show cuz Guinan is like super insightful and also mysterious. She's so insightful and so mysterious that Captain Picard like relies on her at times in sort of inexplicable ways. Like she's not a she's not a um, counselor. She's not a um, advisor, and yet Picard knows like there's something going on there that's worthy of that's worthy of paying attention to. I think it's dope. I think it's super dope. Yeah, I don't like bad things, and they stopped the bad thing. Hooray! Mm-hmm. But the thing was holding you back. A bigger thing. So they'll have to prepare for that thing. Next Generation did a great job, too, of laying of laying groundwork and, and early seasons. Like, the Borg show up in Season 1, and we've not seen them since. We're, we're, nearing, we're nearing the back half of Season 3, and they've not shown up since. Cards like Guinan said it. She's no punk. We doing what she said. Yeah. Yeah. In yesterday's Enterprise, she she you know she's like something's wrong. You know, it was dope. The Mando scene with Bill Burr, <clears throat> and he takes his helmet off. Best scene in Mando still, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I don't know. I really like that scene. I really like Bill Burr. I'm trying to think of scenes that I th- I really enjoyed in Mando. Oh, Guinan, you mean Mary Sue? <laughs> Guinan is the perfect version of the magic trope? Is that a trope? I don't feel like they were dealing in tropes in gen- in generation cuz you've got Jordy, you've got you've got Worf. They didn't they didn't seem to do that. There's a great episode with time travel elements which I usually hate that goes into Guinan and Picard's relationship. Well, the, in season 3 there was yesterday's Enterprise which I thought was one of the best time travel or like timeline things I've ever seen. I thought it was excellent the way that they did it. As soon as that ship left its timeline, everything changed. And then when it ba- when it went back in, everything went back to normal. I thought that was awesome. They didn't really do much with their relationship in that episode, though, so you must be talking about something different. That is something I love about Next Gen. There are so many struggle- struggles philosophically within the characters and themselves. What's the best course of action? Yeah. I've learned today that no one actually knows what a Mary Sue is. She sort of is that trope, just inexplicably wise. But she's not inexplicably wise. That's mysterious. She's not a human. She's like an alien or something. It's. I don't feel like it's a trope. I feel like, no, they have characters in the shows like that. They have people that are mysterious and really good at certain things because they're aliens. and yesterday's enterprise they set up Tasha becoming a Romulan right because she leaves that timeline yeah she has the potential to come back I thought I I picked up on that I was like wait a minute they're going to bring her back The ridiculous episode where Crusher and Troy are in Yoga Leotards. Yeah. We just wa- we watched that one recently. I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Hang on, I'm trying to read what everybody's saying about the show. Lono don't spoil anything. Lono doesn't remember the last the next generation. Yeah, Guinan is 600 years old. She's seen some stuff. Yeah, I don't feel like she's a trope. I feel like they just established her as like, she's a mysterious alien that knows lots of stuff. Like, she knew what Q was. And Q knows what she is. That doesn't feel like a mysterious, like, sage, you know, trope. Like, the mysterious, you know, wise black person trope. That doesn't feel like that at all to me. Like, Q knows what she is. Mm-mm. Are we close to 300 likes? We just kind of made this up today. There was no. I was actually really hoping there'd be breaking Star Wars gaming news that would really like give us some stuff to talk about. We just got on the movies, and I was like waiting for people to be like, "Ooh, a trailer dropped," or "Ooh, this dropped." Um, 
doesn't seem it really we were really anticipating today being like a big day for trailers and announcements um Yeah, it just looks like uh, Major Nelson tweeted, save up to 75% on Xbox titles that are Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Yeah, the Obi-Wan trailer dropped, but that doesn't do much for gaming news. Jedi Fallen Order looks cool, but I refuse to buy anything from EA. We're actually going to be playing Jedi Fallen Order in a little bit. I'm at a pretty good place in the game to show off a lot of different stuff. We've had two new members today. We're trying to get six new members every day. Uh, Members do get access to extra content. We do an extra stream on Thursdays where you can kind of do an AMA about gaming topics I might not have covered, maybe controversial gaming topics. Friday night is in a stream with my wife. We have some drinks. We play some games. It's very fun. Uh, A lot of laughs. And Friday night is also members only. And once a month, that Friday night is a members uh, only community game night. And this month on the 13th, uh, Friday the 13th next week, we'll be playing Halo Infinite custom games. So uh, click the join button. Click that member button in the description of the video or type exclamation point join in the chat. We need four more members for the daily goal. We like to get about six a day because if this month we can hit 600 members, uh, my wife has to play Elden Ring and she's been talking a lot of smack. So please help me make her play it. Are you at the start of Dathomir? Have you beaten? I've not beaten Malakos. I actually think my current quest is to go fight him, which I am really rusty. He's probably going to clean my clock because he's pretty tough. I think next to Trilla, he's one of the tougher fights, if I remember right, because he's got the two sabers. I thought Malakos was a great character. Speculation on when Jedi Fallen Order 2 could be about. They could do an announcement at the Star Wars thing end of this month, like, you know, May 26th to the 29th. They could do a big announcement then, and it could it could launch, you know, Holiday. They've had plenty of time to work on it. There's There's, there's speculation that it launches this year. You thought Malakos was one of the easiest? I haven't played the game in ages. I remember him being tough. I remember it was like, it, you have to get to where he's throwing stuff at you and then it gets easy, if I remember right. He had some combos and some movement that was tough with the sabers, but then if you can get him to where he's throwing stuff, he becomes significantly easier. I watched a fascinating video on how aim assist in Infinite is completely different than the previous Halos, and that's why it feels funny to OG Halo fans. We'd be shoutcasting community game night. Oh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. We could we could do we could bring back maybe bring back split screen for a night. I I would prefer I think I would prefer maybe playing. We need to get we need to get Xbury to make us some game modes again. We need to get the word out to Xbury. Even at middle difficulty, stepping into immediately fight Malakos might not be a good idea. I'm sure I'll adapt. I've I've played Sekiro and Dark Souls. I'll, I'll think I'll be okay. I replayed part of Fallen Order the other day. I was hilariously bad. You'd have been embarrassed. Uh, would have been embarrassed to stream. I mean, I'll uh, I'll probably struggle, but I I played it a little bit this morning, and I feel like I was getting back in the saddle. I really want to turn off Amosis. Can you turn it off in Infinite? No, I don't think you can. You're probably better off learning how to work with it instead of turning it off.
Ideas of what Fallen Order 2 title will be. They said it won't be called Fallen Order. I don't know. Star Wars. It's going to have something to do with like Jedi's in hiding or something maybe. Because they're they're basically in hiding. Star Wars Jedi's and you know Jedi's in exile or something. Because I think he's gonna try, he's gonna try Cal's gonna try and get Seer to reconnect with the Force as well as the Night Sister. What we got to do is up to Grandmaster for the Malakos fight. Oh my! I don't know about that. It was meant to be a fun, lighthearted day. It was meant to be a fun, lighthearted Star Wars day. Yesterday was huge for Halo. Today hasn't been so huge. Primarily because I was, we were anticipating there being some Star Wars gaming news, and there there hasn't been. What everything we outlined was cool and good news, but it's it's all kind of old. We were just kind of recapping. Hidden Order might be good. Yeah, Star Wars Jedi Hidden Order. You know, instead of Fallen Order. One interesting note was that Commando Rifle has the aim assist arc of a precision weapon, even though it's an auto weapon. That's why it feels loose, looser than an eel in olive oil. Yeah, it's so weird. You just have, you literally have to almost like single fire, like tap, 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 tap. If you try and if you try and even burst fire it, it doesn't. It feels like garbage. It feels like it feels like absolute garbage. Fallen Order, Hidden Order, New Order. There's your trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Hidden Order, Jedi New Order. That could work. Can't wait for him to see as well. Wait for who to see? What? The big difference between master and grandmaster in boss battles is the damage the boss does to you it gives you less chance to make mistakes just remove aim assist yeah that's all you need to do you know just remove aim assist in uh, in in games where you have to use a controller that'll work do resubs count for madam's elden ring run of course they do, Swade, because when you resub, you're jumping back in. And when you jump back in, you help us get to 600 total members. So, like, we gain members and lose members every day. Because people, the, 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 the membership lapses and they gotta come and re-up, right? They gotta come and jump back in the pool. So, like, yes, it does. Because essentially, right now, we have 478 members. So if you currently let your membership lapse and then jump back in, you would take us to 479, right? So yes, anybody who re-ups, especially if a lot of people re-up after, some people re-up after like taking a, like a month or so, a month or two off. The big change this guy found was that your aim assist only works when your reticle is over the body of the target. In previous games, auto-aim started to ramp up when you were near the target, so it helps you get on target. In Infinite, there's no aim assist until you're already on target. <laughs> it sounds like it's more of a bullet magnetism or a stickiness than it is aim assist. Like, it's, it's still aim assist, but it's a very different version. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
I think mine re-upped. I just want to do my part. Yeah, you should always be able to push the dollar sign at the bottom of chat if you've recently re-upped and you can celebrate your membership. That sometimes is a good way to motivate others to become a member because they see like, oh, people are re-upping. There's lots of members here. Um, They don't make that celebration of your re-up super obvious though. But yes, because if you don't re-up, you would take us down a, a, a member, which means it would be, we would need somebody to jump in then to get us to 600. Like if we were at 599 and it was your time to re-up and you jump back in, you would take us to 600. <clears throat> so we need to maintain all existing members and we need like 100 some odd people to jump in, basically. Between now and the end of the month, we'll be constantly losing members as well. So you you know, it's it's actually really hard to move the move the needle. Gifted memberships might come this month. If they do, that'll be amazing. Wow, I did not know this was there. Very cool, says Butters. Yeah, so Butters just re-upped for six months. Thanks, Butters. But the thing is, is that celebration doesn't necessarily move the number. Like, if I go into the background and I check how many members I have right now, it won't... It, I don't think it changed. Yeah, it's still 478. Because Butters probably re-upped a day or two ago. And now he's just celebrating it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Murph Dog with nine months, double dip club. Definitely consider joining everyone. It's worth it in my eyes, says Murph. Thank you, Murph. There it is. Swayed with two months. Apparently, this doesn't show in the pop-out chat. Oh. Well, there you go. There's two months, Swayed. Thank you. Welcome back. See? And now we got members at the top of the chat. We can be like, hey, let's get a member train going. If you've never done a membership, you can press join or type exclamation point join in the chat. Um. I'm going to test something today. Yesterday. Mm. What's, what's the title of the stream? Okay. Yeah. There's just not a good funnel for today. We didn't we didn't have we didn't have like if there had been like a new trailer, new game, new something, we would have had something to like attach to. <clears throat> Excuse me. How many new members today? Two. We've had two new members today. We need to get about six new members a day if we're gonna hit the goal by the end of the month. We should probably try and shoot above that, like 10, but it's really, really hard. YouTube is just such a different animal. The spending culture over here is just not the same. So, ADJC with nine months. Been a long ride for uh, for a long time. It's been worth it. Thank you, sir. I never noticed the dollar thing. It doesn't show up with popped out chat. Learn something new. Okay. Eight months from Raijin. All aboard the member train. Come on, chat. Double dip, Team Dark Rose. Thank you, Raijin. I appreciate that. Barrier with nine months. Join and we can talk about our cute air fryers on Friday nights. That's right. That's right. Maybe Barrier will, you know, find some dude that thinks air fryers are cute and they can get, you know, matching air fryers. Don't use the channel as a dating pool, but, you know. (laughs) 
yeah, I should probably draw people's attention to that more often. Because, like, hey, hey, members, right? If you want to foster a spending culture, you you, you have to, like, <clears throat> excuse me. If you want to foster a spending culture, you have to put it in front of people. Don't forget about the salt shakers. That's right. That's right. Let me uh, take a quick break. Um. Oh yeah, you can only redirect to live streams or premieres scheduled or in progress live streams. So redirect got pushed out as like an actual feature now, but I can't redirect unless it's an a, a current live stream, an upcoming premiere, or an upcoming live stream. Someone tried to use the chat as some kind of dating pool once, but that's not a story for chat. Oh, ours? Really? That doesn't surprise me. People are lonely, man. It does not surprise me at all. Kind of want an Iron Man coffee maker. Uh... Gun machine is available now. Thanks for reviewing your Amazon HDMI adapter. Yeah, junk. Do not buy. <clears throat> the US port is clearly cheap and barely holds the USB cord in place, and it does not work. A Wildcat gun machine. Bullet hell shooter over 40 gun types. Epic set piece boss battles, skill upgrades. Actually looks kind of cool. More content here than on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, like, listen, I, people apply that reasoning. They're like, I'm here every day. Like, it's it's cheaper than Netflix. And the $5 a month adds up when lots of people do it, right? But I also readily understand that it's extremely difficult for some people right now to even, you know, throw out an extra 5 bucks a month. I totally get that. I do. So, but, but... We're doing 10 streams or more uh, a month here. And I'm sorry, 10 streams or more a week. Sometimes we do more than 10. But on average, we're doing two streams a day and uh, letting, you know, none of that, none of that is behind, um, none of that's behind like a paywall. But we just, we had to, we had to give ourselves the ability to say, hey, um, we, we've got, we've got content that's, you know, that's members only. Cause like we don't run ads. We just don't, it's super disruptive, you know, cause when viewership's high and we're having good days like yesterday, I mean, running ads would probably be helpful and good, but it would be really, really bad for the live show. So can we get call in so I can call in and yell at, at Donovan for bringing up pudding again? What do you think of the last part in standing mode? I missed the second half. I, yeah, I'll give you my quick flyover. I got because I got to take a quick break, run some ads, and then we got to shift gears. So the the last part in standing game in Halo Infinite, it's a good idea that has been very, very poorly thought out. More than likely, so this was this was my thoughts that I put on Twitter last night. I'll just read you my brief review because Distorted brought up all the problems he was running into, and then I thought about it and I typed this up. <clears throat> 
The Halo Infinite new game mode Last Spartan Standing has potential, but it's going to quickly devolve into a super unpleasant meta of camping with the Mangler until the end, resulting in minimal skill expression and degenerate strategy. So that's what I think is going to happen with that game mode. And and he was saying, if it's 1v1 at the end, and you get killed and you have like a spawn left, it spawns you in the circle. So like, you get spawned in the circle and start taking damage, and then you you, you try to come out of it. And then, you know what I mean? Like, it it's... And then they're just shooting you as you're coming out of the circle and like you're already taking damage. It's, it's absolutely stupid. So you basically win by playing in really dumb ways. How do I... Oh, that's not mine. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could be selling Lono short on stepping back in on Malikos. I just watched middle difficulty run on that boss fight. It'll be more about him getting back into the combat rhythm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's my thoughts on that mode. You know, I, it's it's got design flaws. I think it has massive potential. It's basically gun game with a shrinking circle. They just they've got it. They've got to reevaluate all those things I just talked about. So, all right, I'm going to run some ads. I'll be right back. I'm going to shut the stream off on TikTok. We've dropped down to just like three people and we're switching to gameplay anyway. All right. So if you're over there hanging out on TikTok, thanks for watching, hitting likes and doing all the things. Uh, we appreciate it. We, we think there's streaming potential over here. Obviously, we just need to get a little bit more traction and a little bit more, you know, movement because we just haven't been able to break out of, you know, anywhere from 8 to 10 people Um, because I think we bring a quality in a show that's not really over there it's just a matter of folks finding us so I'll be right back don't go anywhere again consider doing a membership thanks for 300 likes and uh, we're going to hit some ads we only run ads when I step away okay
for me it's not a guarantee it's not a guarantee you take the br over the mangler yeah but you have to work all the way to the end to get the br mo <clears throat> you get the mangler the, the mangler is the second weapon that you get <laughs> do you know what i'm saying The, the mangler is the second weapon that you get. So it's like, that's what people are going to do. They're going to get a kill and then switch to the mangler. And then you just hide. You just hide with the mangler the whole time. Like, I got the battle rifle. I won with the battle rifle. It's a great weapon. It's super strong. Especially for the one map that I was on. Like, super strong. I got the battle rifle at the very end and a meta hadn't settled on the game yet. There will be a meta that settles on that game and I'm telling you, it's going to be people hiding with the dadgum mangler and then that circle, the rules of the circle is going to infuriate people and ruin the mode because people are going to be like, you're, you're literally spawning me outside the circle. I remember, I remember, I distinctly, and it's not going to take long for people to figure it out because I literally, I literally used the, the mangler and was rocking people's worlds. And then all of a sudden I switched and I was like, I shouldn't have done that. I I, I was like, I shouldn't have done that. I, I should have kept the mangler. I immediately felt regret because I was losing to people who had the mangler and I had the next weapon, which was like the right, the auto rifle or whatever it's called. Horrible. Okay. All right, I'm going to put a link in chat just in case redirect doesn't work. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. Doing a little sampling of Jedi Fallen Order to celebrate Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. We are celebrating Star Wars Day. We did a big discussion this morning in a talk show about all the latest Star Wars news. Jedi Fallen Order 2, what they're saying about it potentially being next-gen only, probably going to get a a reveal and release date and trailer and everything. There's going to be a big Star Wars event end of May. We talked about Star Wars Eclipse, the new game that Amy Henning is making, and also just Star Wars movies. We debated quite a bit about the movies. If you missed that stream, be sure to go back and check it out. Also, make sure and subscribe to the channel, and that way you will not miss the content. Subscribe, the bell button, all those things. I'm going to redirect everybody from this morning's stream over. 